Welcome to the Hook and Ladder Podcast, Week 5 Picks. As always, with Colin O'Donnell, I am Justin Santoup. And um, first off, we had to cut the recap pod this week because life got in the way for for both of us. Um, we had other responsibilities, so we'll do a brief recap. So to, to, we'll do a brief Week 4 recap. Bit of a tongue twister there. Um, to start the pod tonight before we get into... Uh, like a 25 or 26 game picks slate. It's an awesome weekend, but um, first off, Colin, back from Chicago. How was the trip? It was good. We got the W. That's all that matters. Um, yeah, no, it, it was the stadium was was electric. It was a great atmosphere. Um, beat the shit out of them. So you know, not, not much, really. Not much to complain. What was the final score? Well, the final score was a, was an absolute blowout. Yeah. So, but like. I mean, we you can talk about the, the game. I mean, I mean, we beat the shit out of them. Is that how you remember it? I mean, I remember the final score. And I remember ending on two pick sixes, so. There you go. Um, we will talk about it as we, we just kind of run through last week's games. Um, first off, first game I want to even touch on. Uh, Friday night, Wake went to UVA and won by 20. Did you get a chance to watch any of this game, Kyle? I was picking up my parents at the airport. Um... I, yeah, I watched like a decent amount of this game. Wake was better than I was expecting, and there's just like the Virginia defense is just not not there. Like they 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 looked pretty terrible. Like they couldn't tackle. They were getting beat every which way. It just wasn't a. It was it was a bad performance from Virginia's defense, and like I think Wake is good, but still, that is the defense is not great. Really good win for Syracuse. Took care of business against Liberty. Um, I think that it says a lot about the Syracuse defense more than it says anything about really the rushing attack that they were able to limit um, Malik Willis and company to twenty one points. I mean, say what you want about Liberty being like a you know they're not really a group of five, I guess, because they're an independent, but you know they're Liberty. They don't recruit at, at a high power five level, but. Um, Malik Willis is a first-round pick at quarterback. Hugh Freeze runs really good offense. They won 10 games last year. Um, this was a really impressive win for Dino Babers and crew. Yeah. I, I also helped that we were both on Syracuse. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that was, that, that, that was good to see. Um, Great way to start the weekend. Yeah, glad to get the money line as well. Yep. Uh, but, yeah, Syracuse's defense is good. I think we've been kind of talking about that since last year almost. Yep. Um, their, off- the, yeah. their offense is pretty pretty terrible but they have no quarterback play they, yeah they were able to get the job done against liberty uh they almost choked it away which would have been terrible but uh they deserve to win and they won so take that um georgia 62 vanderbilt nothing <laughs> I mean, no thoughts on that one no um i'm just running through the espn scoreboard so this is going to be out of out of order uh michigan 20 Rutgers 13 um Michigan ran the ball really effectively in the first half. Rutgers made some adjustment adjustments in the second half. Some stunts, some blitzes kind of made Cade McNamara beat him through the air when they took away the run. And Michigan looked a little clueless, which was really interesting. Um, Rutgers outgained him. Scarlet Knights had every opportunity to win the game. <laughs> you know, it would have been a really great win for the program, but uh, moral victories are okay at this stage. Um, I really do believe that uh, when you sit... Two years ago, I sat there and watched Rutgers lose 52 to nothing in the same stadium. So to have a chance to win the game in the fourth quarter felt really good. Uh, 
in the second half, Rutgers found their run game, which was interesting. They found something in that Michigan defense, and I feel like if Wisconsin's able to exploit something similar, like Michigan can be in some trouble this weekend. Um, but other than that, like I, I, I don't really have very many takeaways from this game. It actually felt pretty evenly matched. Um, Michigan dominated the first half. Rutgers dominated the second half. I don't have any other takeaways. Any any questions you want to ask me before we move on to the to the next game? Yeah, I mean, so like how 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 bad is the Michigan passing attack with? I mean, I don't think it's that without Ronnie Bell. Yeah, I don't think it's that bad. It's just that like is Cade they need they like, you don't want Cade McNamara staring down third and eights all game. Like that's just not a recipe for success. Like they need to stay ahead of the sticks. It's just he. So here's the thing about Cade McNamara is he's not going to make mistakes. And if you give him time and open receivers, he can make the throws. It's just the elite throws and, like, the game-breaking plays, like, he's not going to make. He's not very mobile. Um, he's not winning you the game, but he's not going to lose you the game like the way Graham Mertz lost the game for Wisconsin. You know what I mean? Like, does that make sense? So if Michigan can't run the ball, I think they're going to have a really difficult time scoring, but he's not throwing pick sixes, you know? Yeah, yeah. I mean, you never know, but yeah. No, he's not. He's not. He will not like just throw it into coverage. Like he just he he more likely he's gonna throw it, take the sack, or throw it away than risk throwing it into okay. coverage. Like I just don't see that happening. Why is he not listed on the QBR for the Big Ten? Cade? Yeah. I have no idea. Oregon forty one, Arizona nineteen. Oregon struggled with Arizona. They needed to score seventeen in the fourth quarter to pull away. Like that's interesting to me. No? Yeah, I kind of kind of look ahead spot for Oregon. Was um, it is at Stanford a look ahead? Yeah, Stanford. St- I mean, Arizona is like lost to Northern Arizona the week before, so somewhat. I do think it was interesting that they struggled. Um, another team that really struggled again. Oklahoma only beat West Virginia sixteen to thirteen. Needed to come from behind to win in the fourth quarter. I got to see none of this game. Um, I was pretty much out of pocket all day Saturday, so the only games I watched were, I think, the late Saturday night games, if there were even some late Saturday night games. Um, I watched some of the noon games, and I watched some of the, the, the evening games, but didn't get a chance to watch this one. Not really a surprise. I mean, it's funny, because we talked about it a little bit, and I think we leaned Oklahoma, minus the points. Like, yeah, you know, we, definitely, big, we definitely said that, yeah. Um, but like Oklahoma's offense is kind of broken. Like, yeah. what is that about? Yeah, this was actually kind of surprising for me because I heavily leaned Oklahoma here. thought it was a good bounce-back opportunity. West Virginia does not have an offense. Um, and I just figured, like, Oklahoma's offense had to eventually figure it out. Like, West Virginia has a good defense, but a good defense doesn't normally stop Oklahoma's offense. Right. Uh, yeah, it's – I don't. They Oklahoma has no rushing attack, like, whatsoever, which is – Normally a staple of this team is you you run it, you run it, you run it, and then you beat them deep, and then you run it, you run it, beat it deep, and then yep. you just like, and then that, by the second quarter, they have to commit people to the run, and that's when you let Spencer Rattler and those receivers cook. And that's how Lincoln Riley makes his money. But when they can't run the ball, all these teams are dropping eight, and there's nothing Oklahoma's been able to do. It's um, it's weird and it's concerning, but like Oklahoma is four and zero. They found a way to win, and it's you almost feel like if they can figure it out, like they're gonna start like piecing it together. But I don't see any signs of that happening, which is 
which is why I think a lot of people have the most serious upset alert going to Kansas State this weekend because I think Kansas State has beaten them the last last two times they played. Yeah, they have. Um, Iowa trailed at halftime to Colorado State, came back, suffocating defense, ended up winning the game 24-14. They're the fifth-ranked team in the country. I don't think they are no, anywhere they are near. Not, they they're the fifth-ranked team in the country. No, no, I, 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 yeah, yeah, I know what you're saying. But they are nowhere near the fifth-best team yes, in the country. No, I agree. Um, Penn State. Beat Villanova. You gave out Nova plus the points. Yeah, they got they got the they cover covered. for me. They almost they, they were a uh, a knee down from ending up thirty eight twenty four, which would have been a uh, really which would have been an interesting score for people. Fumble called back because the knee was down. But um, yeah, I don't, I don't think it, I don't think there's service. that much to take away from this. I think Villanova is a pretty solid FCS school, and it was yep. a massive letdown spot. Like I wouldn't let this affect your rating on Penn State. Right. And I wouldn't even call it much of a letdown spot so much as it was a... Oh, no, not, not really a letdown. I understand what you mean by a letdown. Like, what, they beat Auburn two weeks ago or whatever, but... Yeah, it, it was, was Auburn, like a, Penn State, and then big rematch against Indiana. Auburn, Villanova, Indiana. But, like, also it's Villanova, and they're not breaking out anything wild. Yeah, well, that's also true. Um, probably the, the most high-profile game of the day, Arkansas proves they might be legit. They beat Texas A&M 20-10 in Dallas. Um, K.J. Jefferson played solid. Arkansas defense was really good. Like, this is Sam Pittman's Arkansas. They play hard. They play fast. They're good on defense. And um, I think people are buying the Arkansas hype, obviously. I think they moved into the top 10 now. Um, And how could you not, right? Yeah, they they beat Texas Texas A&M. I think we're really going to find out what they're made of this week against Well, yeah, I, I agree. 100%. 100%. Like, I don't think Texas A&M is anything special. I think we've discussed this. Yep. Um, I think it's impressive that Arkansas was gonna was able to win this game. Uh, under, smashed, which was good to see. I got tricked by um, Sam Pittman talking all week that they were going to be two offensive linemen out. I they ended were. up going in, betting this game, right. and they both played and looked Absolutely fine, but more more than that, we've learned our lesson about Texas A and M's offense. Yeah, well, but we I should have known this coming into the season. No, I knew Texas A and M was bad. I don't think Arkansas is like I thought. Without two of your offensive linemen, you would struggle against a very stout defensive line and probably lose by seven. But when their offensive line is fully healthy, and I'm making that bet, like right. it's a it's a bad bet. Well, I, I, that's why I gave out the unders because I didn't trust either of these teams. That hit. Yeah. Um, KJ Jefferson, that was a good hurt. Good, good call. It banged up. You think he'll be fine? Yes. Cause th- he's doing it again. There's no, there's no, up. no news out of Arkansas camp, he's, and he's like, gonna play. the news they're saying makes it sound like, oh, you don't know. He's but they play. just, they just pulled the shit last week, so you don't really know. He's gonna play. Um, I think the Arkansas won this game because of their defense and because Texas A&M is not good on offense, which is just let's let's just let that be some foreshadowing for later today, um, later on in this podcast when we talk about Texas A&M, Mississippi State, um, NC State upsets Clemson in overtime, twenty-seven to twenty-one. Um, combination of NC State's pretty good and Clemson's really not like good. Like, how are we so wrong on Clemson? On Clemson, their own line is just. I heard some some podcast was talking about it, and they've returned everybody on their offensive line, which was not great last year. It yeah. was it was honestly it was not a good off it was it wasn't a bad offensive line, but it was not a good offensive line. 
and they couldn't run the ball in big games. Notre Dame held them to like one rushing yard. But they had Trevor Lawrence, and they had ETN, so right. if you missed one tackle, he's gone. Um, so you're kind of thinking there. But they returned everybody, and you expect them to get better. They got worse. Like, I don't understand how your offensive line brings back everybody from a decent offensive line and gets worse, yep. but it happened. Ui Ungalele is not the runner Lawrence is, which is also another factor. And Will Shipley's a beast, but he's not ETN. So, and the other thing is the receivers are just not like not getting open that much. It, it's the whole offense is is a mess. People are calling for Tony Elliott's head, which is crazy. But like there is there is something seriously wrong. I think this game is the first. Like we both think we're both pretty high on NC State. Yeah. But this NC State lost by two touchdowns to Mississippi State. Yeah. Like, don't don't let the NC State hype fool you. This is a bad loss. NC State played a really strong game, um, really well defensively. I mean, they probably should have won by. Like, yeah, they missed. They missed like more. a couple. They missed a couple field goals, and I was I was sitting there and I was like, damn, like is Clemson really gonna gonna win but not cover? That would be terrible. But now they lost, so. Um. I'm not like NC State's a good team. Um, I think Clemson's at a crossroads. Like I think they could come out this week and blow out Boston College, or they could lay down and just be a, a weak football team in a down year, and that happens. Um, Florida 38, Tennessee 14. Florida kind of took care of business after leading by just three at halftime. I'm not really ready to believe that Tennessee is better than expected. Um, I just think Florida is a solid team that took a little while to get cooking after after what last week taking Alabama to the wire. Like I think it took them a little while to get going. I mean that's still a pretty impressive win for Florida. I'd say like by yeah, winning, right. winning winning by that much post Alabama. Emory Jones is starting to to figure some things out. We'll like, see. Two hundred yards, two we'll tutties. We'll see. Um, Tennessee's defense is a different animal than what they're going to see this week. Just yeah, just I, saying. I agree, but I, I I still was impressed with. I mean. It, I, I was still impressed with this, but you also have to look that there was Tennessee was able to move the ball. They had 423 total yards, mm-hmm. but I, I think this is an impressive performance by Florida, and I think Emory Jones is 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 kind of rounding out into form, which is which is big news because he did not look great in the openers. We'll find out. I'm not ready to believe. <laughs> sounds foreshadowing. Like, sounds like foreshadowing. Sounds like something. Notre Dame 41, Wisconsin 13. Um, this is a really interesting game. Uh, Wisconsin took the lead 13-10 to with a field goal in the fourth quarter. Notre Dame returns the ensuing kickoff for a touchdown. And then the floodgates open. Graham Mertz forgets what color his team's wearing. Um, well, so it's a little bit it's a little bit different than that. Okay, yeah, you 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 you, you saw it. You, you were there. It's a little bit different than that. So this was a game Notre Dame led for pretty much throughout. Um... There, there was yeah, they they trailed in the game for about like three minutes I think. Okay. So they go down, open a kickoff. Notre Dame gets it, sacked, punt it. Wisconsin hits the field goal, and then that's like the only offense Wisconsin has for the entire first half. It's ten three at halftime. Notre Dame. The third quarter's happening, and Notre Dame's offense is like not cooking. Cone got hurt, which I didn't even know at the game. When they brought in Pine, I honestly thought it was they were making a move because the offense wasn't doing anything. 
So like that's to the level he's, that he's the uh, the little fellow from Connecticut, right? Yeah, he's the third string. So um, okay. Buckner was well. Buckner was also out. So he played well though, yeah, didn't he? He, he played. He was six for eight, but it wasn't like he was much more mobile than Code, which was big because the offensive line is still not great. But it's the offensive line isn't like as bad as they look because Cone gets sacked whenever there's pressure. Um, but yeah, so 10-3, Wisconsin scores. It's 10-10. Notre Dame's offense is still kind of stalling. They get a... Um, they sack Cone. Or, yeah. They they sack Cone. No, no, they sack Pine. He fumbles the ball. Wisconsin recovers on that side. And they're able to kick a field goal right at the start of the fourth. They get the 13-10, and you're kind of... That like that was the first time Wisconsin had led in the entire game, pretty much besides that first opening three set. And Notre Dame's offense just hadn't done anything in a while, and you were with Pine in, and Pine like looked decent, but then he also just got lit up and fumbled the ball, which gave Wisconsin those three points. And that's when you're kind of getting worried. But then Tyree takes that back, which is massive, seventeen thirteen, comes back out, and the defense did what it hasn't until the Purdue game hadn't done. And it clamped down. Pressure on. Pressure on. Um, Mertz. Mertz. He's fumble. I think he was picked first, which leads to a um, a field goal. Then he fumbles the ball on a gets gets slammed on a same thing that happened to Pine. Fumbles the ball. Notre Dame recovers. Pine throws a touchdown. Twenty four. Yeah. Now now you're twenty four. 4-13, 27-13, and then two pick sixes. The game really ended 27-13, the, but like, the pick sixes are just kind of indicative of how his day was going. Like he, just, he wasn't able to move the ball, and whenever he threw it tight, Notre Dame's defense was making plays. But then the pick sixes, obviously, like the score was not 41-13. I think 27-13 is a much more indicative of how that game was played. Um, I don't want to get ahead of ourselves because we will obviously talk about this game more in the picks portion of the pod, but do you think um, Cincinnati should be favored at Notre Dame? No. Okay. No, I do not. I don't. I, I, didn't, I didn't think Wisconsin should be favored in this game, and this game played out pretty much how I expected it to. Like, Marks wasn't moving the ball. Notre Dame wasn't really moving expect, the ball. It played out how everybody expect until like the crazy, no, but like explosive the, the, in the fourth quarter. But I, I expect like I didn't expect two pick sixes and a right. and a kick return. Right. But I expected Notre Dame has more talent than Wisconsin. Like the Kevin Austin touchdown, that's something I was expecting to see from the offense. The not Tyree returning a kick, but having explosive plays like that, maybe more on a running play where Tyree breaks something or Kyron breaks something. I expected that because I didn't think after the Purdue game, the defense tightened up. So I didn't think Wisconsin was going to be able to dink and dunk down the field. I didn't think Notre Dame would be able to dink and dunk down the field. But there's way more talent on this Notre Dame team. So I figured they were going to have some big plays. And the big plays, obviously, there was a ton of them. But I expected a couple of them. I think this game, like, final score, not indicative, but... 27-13, I think, is very indicative of how this game was played. Notre Dame was the clear better team on this day. Uh, Graham Mertz was clearly the worst quarterback. And, uh, like, they, they had more talent. They, 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 they had more talent, better coaching, better quarterback. And that's hard to have them underdogs on a neutral field. I think this game was... 
I, I, I just don't think they. I think the odds makers. So what would if did if you could do it over again and you were Vegas, what would you have set the line at? Notre, Notre Dame minus, minus two. I don't think I think three is too much, but I think minus two. I think Notre Dame should not have been dogs in that game. Baylor thirty one, Iowa State twenty nine. Is Baylor legit? What's the story here? I think we both kind of had a had a hunch that Iowa State would 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 roll them. Um, Iowa State, I'm pretty sure outgained them by a billion. Two hundred. Yeah. Uh, I was that be some foreshadowing for later on. Iowa State's uh, special teams is pretty bad. I think Baylor returned a kick in this game um, and had and another turn two. two, one for a touchdown and yeah, one, was one like big, a huge, yeah, win. yeah, yeah. Um. But Baylor's quarterback it, it is pretty good. That that is, Jerry I'm, Bohannon. I I like Bohannon. Bohannon I think is one of the. He's an old head. One of the better quarterbacks in the uh, in the Big Twelve. In the Big Twelve, this, I was I was impressed with him. In this, this poor game. guy sat behind um, what the hell's his name Brewer for three years, and Brewer transfers to Utah, sucks it up at Utah, and Bohannon's playing really strong football. Baylor's ranked. I mean. Yeah, impressive. impressive. Is, this, is this a Dave Aranda upgrade this week? Yeah? I mean... How could you not? Dave Aranda is definitely... He definitely received an upgrade. I, their quarterback play received an upgrade. I told you I hadn't really yeah. touched Baylor, so yeah. that was a mistake on my part. I I think now my line would be much closer to the seven. But uh, they still were outgained by two touchdowns. Right. Two hundred yards. Yeah, like yeah. Yeah, that's still that's still tough. Like there, I agree with that. you you can't overlook. That. You can't overlook. You can overlook some things about outgaining, right? So like, when you take a kick to the house, you lose a possession. So yeah. obviously they're going to have more right. yards. But two hundred's a big difference. Here's an example in the uh, in the Notre Dame game. Pretty much even yardage wise throughout the entire game. Right. Then you lose a possession on the. On the kick return, you have two pick sixes. Your offense doesn't touch the ball at all, and it looks like Wisconsin was outgaining them by more. But really, for the entire fourth quarter, only Wisconsin had the ball. Right. So you have to look at it skewed, but you also have to look. Two hundred yards is a massive amount. BYU beat South Florida, thirty-five to twenty-seven. Coastal kicked the shit out of UMass. Shocker. Uh, we got the really big game coming up next week. UMass UConn. Can't wait. Um, I think we we owe Vander, it. Vandy UConn uh, to UMass UConn. Like, look at that. I mean, UMass UConn is on a completely different level than Vandy UConn. I mean, I think uh, Vandy's bad, but they ain't they ain't yeah. on that level. Um, we're gonna have to. I'm gonna have to bet on that UConn UMass game just for shits and gigs. Um, Michigan State survives. They beat Nebraska in overtime, twenty three to twenty. The legend of Adrian Martinez happens again. He fumbled. He threw a pick. He fumbled late in the game. Then he threw a pick in overtime. Um, like he just couldn't make winning plays down the stretch. Even though I thought Nebraska was probably the better team on this night. Oh, I think the, you were definitely on the right side, right? They outgained yeah. them by almost two hundred yards too. Like it was very frustrating not having not having the not money having the money damage. line. Yeah, I I, I it was a punt, so much. so it was a punt return touchdown with three minutes left. How do you surrender a punt return touchdown? Well, Nebraska's Nebraska has the worst special like. Iowa State special teams are bad. Nebraska has the worst special teams <laughs> in the entire country. Like, I don't think that's a question. Okay. Well, it, it hurt them on this day. And their coaching is bad. Like, th- this is the problem with Nebraska. This is this is why I didn't want to bet on this game, even though it seemed like you had the everything picked out perfectly. Yeah. Is, like, 
Nebraska's coaching is. It, like, I don't blame Scott Frost. No, but but your special teams coach is horrendous, and just like yeah. that's that's part of your coaching. So, so Michigan State's most talented skill player outside of Kenneth Walker is Jalen Reed, who is a m- awesome receiver, awesome kick returner. Michigan State put two guys back to return, and they punted to Jaden Reed and ignored him, and he had a it was really crazy. Um, in overtime, I actually was lucky that Nebraska held on to cover. I don't know if you saw the end of the game, if you saw the overtime. No. Martinez, Nebraska gets the ball first. I'm like, great, great. Either Nebraska's going to score a touchdown and the Michigan State has to score a touchdown and Nebraska's going to win and get the money line. Nebraska's going to get a field goal. Michigan State's going to score a touchdown. I'm still going to cover. Or Nebraska's not going to score. Michigan State's just going to take the field goal. Whatever. Martinez throws the pick. It looks like it's going to be a pick six. Nebraska, like make, Martinez makes an unbelievable play just to tackle this guy at the 14, which means... Okay, Michigan State's got the ball. They've got a possession. First play, they run the Wildcat. Kenneth Walker runs it all the way to the one. To the one. And Nebraska makes a tackle, a shoestring tackle that would that just saved me. And then with the ball on the one, they were like, we're not messing around. Like, they just centered it and kicked the field goal. Like, why risk, like, a fumble or a bad snap? Wait, when they were... So, so Nebraska had... So, Nebraska threw the pick. It should have been a pick six. But it wasn't a pick oh, six. Oh, and it, oh, oh, and this is an overtime? This is an overtime. <laughs> Oh my God! So it should have been what, a pick what, six. What, 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 you got you got to you got to be singing the praises of what? Of I mean, Nebraska. I don't feel that way because Nebraska should have won outright. But yes, at the but, end of the but day, Mel, you better you better thank Mel Tucker. I, I think you should write a thank you to, to Mel Tucker for kicking that field goal. In 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 reality, like they should have. I mean, it was tight. Um, but they did cover. No, n- 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 Nebraska should have covered, but that would have been a horrendous beat. It would have been a really bad beat. It wasn't <laughs> though. And and then I had um. I had people who were on Michigan State text me like, "You're so lucky." That oh, Nebraska. oh, yeah, no, they weren't. I was. They were that, lucky. that shit pissed me so off. So that see, here's the thing. Yeah. This is this is what we were talking about last week with Mississippi State bad beats. Mississippi State, uh, Memphis. Mm-hmm. This is a bad beat because this would have been a bad beat because you handicapped it right. Right. It turns out it's a bad beat in like the bad beat sense. Because Kenneth Michigan Walker State. goes down at the yeah, one yard yeah, line yes. when his touchdown. Would but have but they had no right covering that right. game, so it's not really like right. I think that's more of a bad beat than the other way. You're right. Um, yeah. So somebody somebody texted me, or actually texted. So I'm in this this group chat with my buddy Matt from Rutgers and some of his friends from Philly, and they were on Michigan State. Matt and I were on Nebraska, and uh, they texted like that was the luckiest shit I've ever seen. And I responded, I was like, Did you watch the game? Like, if you watch the game, like. Like Michigan State had no business being in that game. Anyway, is um is Adrian Martinez good? Yeah, he's fantastic, but he makes these stupid plays. He's a he really he can make all the throws. Like he's 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 eleven in the country in QBR right now. Yeah, because well he was a four he was a top one hundred recruit. Yeah, but he was like he was terrible against he against Illinois. Yeah, he had but he kind of wasn't. And he wasn't he was never great. No, he was he he had a fifty QBR. So, so clearly, no, he's not good, but he's. He's also, playing like the past games. He's he playing also really lost good. In the game. Yeah. Well, like, but like, he also lost in the game. But he also had them like they were the better team. He fumbled late in the game, and then he fumbled with them driving, and then he threw a pick in overtime. Here's the thing: he's got all the skills. He has an awesome arm. He's mobile. He makes good decisions. He doesn't. He doesn't make good decisions. I shouldn't say that. He. He's got all the skills. He just is not a very good decision maker. Um, let's move quickly, though. 
Uh, it's interesting. It's tough. It's really tough to, to get a feel for AJ um, Martinez. Minnesota loses to Bowling Green. Uh, yeah, that did happen. That's pretty. That's pretty. That's it's pretty a, bad. That's as bad a loss as you can have. That's that thirty-one point favorites. Like that is. Bounce the boat ski my go go gophers. Bounce bounce back bounce back coming from Minnesota this week. It better be because that is that's like yeah. that's like a hot seat level loss. Like, really and, and and for somebody whose seat is about as safe as it can get, like that is a scary bad loss. Georgia Tech wins against North Carolina, forty five to twenty two. Jeff Sims comes back from injury and balls out, like runs for three touchdowns. He plays what, great. North Carolina's. Awesome at home, and then terrible on the road. Yeah, what the what the fuck, man? What can you make of them? There, there, there's that's so like, I, I, I mean, but the other thing is, I had an inkling. Yeah. When Wake Forest ran roughshod on Virginia, yeah. that maybe this Virginia defense is just terrible. And I think that's the case. I think this Virginia defense is just terrible because, but still, like. We're up seven nothing on Miami after the first quarter. Well, doesn't have midway through the first quarter. I should say. Anyway, yeah, yeah, you're right. I think the Virginia defense is bad. I think Georgia Tech may not be that bad. They had one fluky loss at the beginning of the season, Northern Illinois. I think they played pretty well against Clemson. Figured some stuff out defensively. I mean, they still did hold North Carolina to 22 points. And North Carolina does have an explosive offense. Like that is still a big deal. Like Georgia Tech may be solid on D and like. That's a big win for them to blow blow out North Carolina. I understand UNC is an, an enigmatic team, but like that's a big deal for Georgia Tech. UCLA thirty five, Stanford twenty four. Um, UCLA kind of gets back to doing what UCLA does. Stanford competes. Good football game in the Pac twelve. I don't really have much to say about it. Um, we get Tanner McGee is pretty good, man. He's very good. He's very good. Um, Oklahoma State, we we uncovered this gem during the pod. Oklahoma State covered against K-State. K-State had all types of quarterback issues. Spencer Sanders played well. Oklahoma State's good defensively. Like, I, I don't really have... Oklahoma State might be casually the best team in the Big 12. Like, that is... That is a legit... It, it's there. Right? It's, that, it's, definitely, it's definitely possible. I mean, it's not like... Like, they have Baylor at home this week, and then they're at Texas and at Iowa State. Like, I mean, they're... They're... They, there's a path. There's a path for them to, to, to win the Big 12. Um, and I think they're playing well and they're playing with some confidence. And the way Spencer Sanders played against K-State is a big deal. Like, he had been horrible so far this year, and then he goes out and throws for 350 yards and two touchdowns. Like, if Spencer Sanders can play to his potential, that's a big deal for Oklahoma State. Because I think the defense is there. Um, and the run game is there. So, anyway. LSU 28, Mississippi State 25. I didn't watch any of any of this game. Do you have any thoughts? Nothing. This was like, just like Mike Mike Leach has got to had to get downgraded as coaching. Really? Yeah. Like there is just like something. There's something like I get I get maybe it's just like year two and it takes a long time to install the air raid somewhere. They, they still threw for a bunch of yards. Didn't yeah, they? but that that's like that's just like it was. It's empty yards. Like they bare. They came back and like the, that. That's the problem is when you look at if you just look at the box score in some of these. Like yeah, you when you're throwing for three hundred seventy one yards and three touchdowns, it makes Will Rogers look like he's a solid quarterback. Like he did not have a good game. They. It looks like Mississippi State was like 
That's why out, you have total QBR. Yeah, outgained them by 100 yards. But, like, they're down in this game for a significant portion, and they're just, like, go on go when they're in – when LSU's in prevent. And then, like, the yardage mismatch looks massive. But, like, Mississippi State was not the right side in this game. Even with, like, first downs, yardage, it's, like – I like Mississippi State this week. That's a different story, but okay. this was a, this was. So I so here's my one take. Trainer. Here's my one positive takeaway of this game. Um, I think LSU won because they had the because Max Johnson played well. Yeah, their defense was fine, right? And they're passing like LSU didn't win the game on the ground, right? They won the game through the air and by being solid enough defensively. Um, I don't. I don't think either team is really all that great, like. But I think they're two good, like fringe top twenty-five teams. Um, I, I I agree with that. Um, anyway, next, next let's let's keep it moving. Boston College wins in overtime against Missouri, forty-one to thirty-four. Um, I think BC's good. Missouri's defense is atrocious, but Missouri can. can Missouri's running defense is is just absolutely. Terrible, man. Their whole defense is terrible. <laughs> but, like, especially the run defense. Yeah. Well, people like Tennessee this week at Missouri. Yeah, people do. Not me. It's an interesting bet, you know, betting on Tennessee on the road. Yeah, it's very interesting. But, you know, if you got the balls, like, you had the balls to bet on, on Nebraska last week, it worked out for you. I mean, I, don't, I like Missouri this week a lot, and we'll get into it um, a little later. All right, let's keep it moving. Um, SMU wins at TCU, forty-two to thirty-four. Uh, TCU's defense struggles. I think there's. I think SMU might be legit though. Like I wouldn't. I. I. I all right. Yeah. Go I on. think SMU is pretty good, and I had them ranked like pretty highly, but this is still this is still pretty embarrassing. Like on Reddit, you should see all the TCU fans like. They they are like up in arms over this loss. Like they this is not a game like they shouldn't be losing to SMU two years in a row. There's a there was a fight that broke out on the field after SMU planted the flag. Like you're getting your flag you're getting a flag planted on you by a G five team on the road. Like that's pretty tough. You get thoroughly outgained. They ran for three hundred fifty yards on them. They couldn't yeah. do anything, and they're. Passing defense is almost just as bad. Like, this is not like a... Mordecai's pretty good, but he still threw for three picks, but you have 245 through the air and four touchdowns. Like, Chase Garber's lit this defense up. There's a lot of problems in TCU's secondary and just all over the defense, and Gary Patterson is a defensive-minded head coach. So you better bet he's going to write them, uh, write the boys into shape this week. Um, Texas scores 70 on Texas Tech. Um, Casey Thompson plays great. Bijan Robinson plays great. Um, Texas looks like a juggernaut offensively against a pretty weak Texas Tech defense. Um, Tyler Shuck gets hurt. Henry Columbia comes in, plays pretty well, but like it was mostly against this Texas prevent defense. Um, yeah. I mean, I don't really have many takeaways from this game, but, like, there was so much offense. This was a classic old Big 12 game. You know what I mean? Like, 2014 Big 12. Like, all types of points, all types yeah, of yards, is like no this, defense. The, the, this was the Big 12 of past, but, yeah. like, you know, it's been gone for two years now. It's kind of weird. Yeah. 
Like Oklahoma's playing 16-13 against West Virginia. Yeah. The ACC is the new the new uh, the new Big Twelve. Is I thought people were saying the SEC is the new Big Twelve. It kind of is, but the SEC is like good, <laughs> you know. Yeah. Uh, let's see what else. Um, Utah beats Washington State twenty-four to thirteen. Um, Purdue escapes against Illinois thirteen to nine. Um, Louisville beats Florida State thirty-one to twenty-three. That game. Louisville, Florida State, no. Yeah, that that's I I didn't catch anything either. I, just I mean, wanted... I think it's interesting that that Louisville outscored them thirty-one to thirteen in the first half, and then Florida State held them scoreless in the second half. Um, and I think Florida State outgained them too, or at least came pretty close to outgaining them. Uh, yeah, Florida State did outgain them by almost by by almost sixty yards. Yeah, I don't know. Some of that could be could be due to Louisville taking the foot off the gas. I don't love Louisville's run game. I mean, they are Louisville is Malik Cunningham, and like that's it. Cunningham threw for two touchdowns and he ran for two touchdowns. Like he is their entire team. Yeah, like I don't think Louisville's any good. I really don't. Um, and I think Florida State probably should have won this game. They just suck, so they don't win. Like, Mackenzie Milton had a 15.7 QBR. Like, what the hell is that all about? Yeah, I don't think Mackenzie Milton's that good. I mean, it's, the whole thing is a problem. They're 0-4, they're and they have a must-win this week against Syracuse. Like, if they don't beat Syracuse, Mike Norvell might get fired on the spot. Like, it, it could be that they bad. Can't, they, the thing is, they can't do it again. They can't rebuild again? They, they can't keep going. You can't keep firing... Coaches, and you got to find the right guy, though. Yeah, I know, but like you have to give. They shouldn't have fired Taggart after two years. You shouldn't fire a coach after two years. You're right. Well, I mean, zero and five is a real problem. Yeah, but Taggart never looked this bad. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, why did Taggart? Why? Why do you give Norvell this shot? Well, I know why you do because you have to. But like, how are you going to fire Taggart and then not like if Taggart lost in year one or two to? Jacksonville State would have been fired on the spot. Yeah. And, like, for whatever reason, Norvell must have it in with the donors or something. Um, but, like, he's just – he's staying around. It's also, like, you can't fire him. But this this brings me back to my mission. I, I didn't think they gave Taggart a fair, a fair shake. They didn't. And it's, it's looking more and more like that. Um, Kentucky 16, South Carolina 10. Uh, not too much to take away from that. Just an ugly SEC win for a team that likes to win ugly in the SEC. Indiana escapes Western Kentucky 33-31. Um, Zappy played well. Uh, I think it was good for Indiana to go on the road and get the win. But, I mean, this was it, it was a tough game for the Hoosiers. I actually am impressed Indiana won this game. I know that says it's not going to say much. They almost lost. <laughs> they were very close to losing. That would have been a nice, nice little money line cash. Um, but any, any, did you watch the game? I saw the highlights and I was checking on it. Uh, yeah, Zappy's really good. Yep. I but it was also surprising is like Indiana's run defense is pretty pretty bad. Like maybe Western Kentucky kind of ran all over him. Well, I didn't get a chance to watch any of the game, so I'm not gonna fight it too much. It was a it was a, it was a tough game for Indiana. It's it was a, a tough. tough it's, a, it's, a, it's a tough game, but it is still like. It's some like I can understand getting lit up by Zappy. Yeah, it's a little concerning to see Western Kentucky run on you like that. Washington beats Cal thirty-one to twenty-four in overtime. Um, don't really have much else to say about it. <laughs> Two defense-oriented 
Pac-12 teams. Cal covers as a dog. You bet Cal as a dog. You do not bet them as a favorite. That simple. Oregon State puts up 45 and wins at USC, 45 to 27. Kind of wild. Like, what's your takeaway on that? Yeah, Slovis isn't it, man. No, he's Slovis, not. Slovis is not it. They, I, this team looks so much better with Dart, and now Dart is like in surgery, so you're stuck with Slovis for the rest of the year. But like, he's got to figure something out because this this is a guy I put a Heisman future on in the beginning of the year, and like he he may not get drafted. Uh, yeah, he'll he'll get drafted on rep, but like he might get like Ian Book type like fourth round, fifth round draft pick for a projected number one. Like, what about Oregon State, man? I'm impressed with Oregon State. I really like I like Chance Nolan a lot. I think we talked about this. It's kind of funny. Two Pac-12 teams made the switch at quarterback in their Week One game, which what they weren't able to come back and win. But their teams looked much better after it. Like Chance Nolan against um, Purdue and Tanner McGee against Kansas State, and both have kind of like their offenses have looked much better after it. Chance Nolan looks pretty good. I think that's like my big takeaway. They were able to run the ball really effectively. Oregon State's like a solid team. Like I don't really know. Like they're not. They're nothing special. Yeah. Arizona State takes care of business against Colorado, 35-13. to 13. Anything else from uh, week four? Nothing? I think we got it. All right, moving into the week five picks. <clears throat> All right, quick recap, though, on, on how we did. Let me pull up our, our spreadsheet, our handy-dandy spreadsheet. It was a big week for the consensus plays. Um, Colin, you sprayed the board like a... Like a madman? Like a madman, um... When you were dancing in the rain, it was, I mean, when you go, you what did I go the week before? One and six. You had a bad week, yes. Something like that. When when you when you have such a bad week, it's it, it you got you got to spray and play and, and and hope like you just immediately reverse it. Probably not the correct strategy. You should still have some discipline. Yeah. But I don't know. I was mad after last week. It, well, that that was a that was a tilt. Well, you certainly got the juices flowing. Though. I was yeah. That was that was a tilt week. Not. Not something too advisable, but you know, I had wins, I had losses, I pretty much pushed money around. You went eight and nine overall for minus zero point seven five units. So that's the funny thing, right? Because here's the deal: if you told me, now this is probably different for you because you were at the Notre Dame game, but if you told me you can sit in front of your TV all day, bet on twenty games, you're going to lose about a unit. But you're going to be locked in and enjoying it the entire way. I think I'd agree with that. I think I'd be okay with that. Like that's kind of what I want out of every sun, every Sunday. I mean, it, in reality, long term, I want to win money. But like, that's okay. It's okay to have a spray and pray Saturday, as long as it turns out to not be a bloodbath, which it wasn't. Yeah. Well, the it's thing okay. is, the thing is, that I was chasing because the week before, yeah, I got. Him. Can't chase though. Yeah, so that's why I'm. I push money around. So you know, you got it's it out not of your the system. worst. I got, I got it out, out of my system. I'm not. I'm not on tilt anymore. Um, I'll probably have a little bit more of a concise card, but still, there's so many games. It's gonna be hard to keep it too concise. Yep. Five and four plus one point two units for me as I move ahead by a significant amount in uh, the season long race. Oh my god. Um, consensus plays though. They were the real winner. Uh, you know, I don't win a lot. Colin doesn't win a lot. But when we're on the same side, we do win a lot. 
Um, it's because it could, it's because the only time we're at a consensus play is when both of our um, biases are are totally taken aside. Yeah. yeah, we went four and one on the consensus side, um, and some really good. The only one we lost was Mississippi State plus two and a half, and that lost by half a point. The only time we lose consensus, That's cool. the only time we lose consensus plays is when it's a team we both are biased towards. Yeah, like like like, uh, like taking Indiana twice, like Miami. We both were. Yeah, extra yeah, yeah. High both both anti Mississippi State. Yep. Right. Actually, no. I think Miami. No, I, I wouldn't blame Miami. I think I think more anti Michigan State. I think that Indiana bet against um, Cincinnati. We're both kind of that's that's where Cincinnati should have. Indiana. Yeah, won yeah. That game. But so should have. So should have Miami. Not not as much. Anyway. Consensus plays are now 12 and 8 plus 3.9 units. All right. Week four, we're done with you. Moving on to week five. Um, I'm trying to think of a good example. Clemson. Clemson against against Georgia is a good example. We're both anti-SEC. We had a chance to bet against the SEC. Okay. You ready for week five? Yeah, let's get it. <clears throat> Excuse me. Oh, my gosh. Something in my throat. It's not COVID, though. <laughs> I hope not. Um, no, it isn't. It isn't. <laughs> All right, uh, let me pull up our slate. Okay, let's start with Friday night. Iowa visits Maryland. Um, let me see if I can get the, the, the lines up. I believe Iowa's favored by three and a half, four. Um, Iowa minus three, minus three and a half. Iowa minus three and a half. What do you think? So weird game, isn't it? Like, what do you? What do you mean? What do I think about the game? Like so, so here you go. You got one of the most explosive offenses in the country, with one of the worst coaches against one of the like least explosive offenses in the country with one of the best coaches. Yep. But you're going on the road, and it's a Friday night. Like Maryland College Park is is going to be the center of of college football on Friday. It's going to be popping, and like. When the fuck has Maryland like when when has anybody in the East Maryland's pretty close like if there were a lot of good games at Maryland like we probably would go to them but Maryland is never hosting like a a big prime time game like this like it's it's gonna be weird when when I'm sitting on the couch and there's like they're zooming on College Park Maryland I'm like what is this, what is this basketball season um football perspective Maryland really good pass offense Iowa one of the best pass defenses. Um, I don't, I don't really have a strong take on this, except for the fact that I have been a stalwart on Friday night dogs all season long. So I'm not going to stop now. Um, I'm, I'm, you're going to do it. I think there's this, there's a, a concept. There's a misnomer, misnomer that Iowa's past defense is great. Iowa's defense, Iowa's defense is great. On the flip side, maybe Iowa hasn't faced an offense as good as Maryland's. Well, no, they haven't. I mean, that is a legit possibility. I mean, Indiana's been throwing picks all, all season. Right. So, what if, like, Maryland's legit? Like, that's a, that, that is a, a possibility here. It's a possibility. It, it is definitely a possibility that, that Maryland's... I think I, I think it's even more like than a possibility. Like I think Mer- Maryland's offense is legit. Like Talia is good. He doesn't like he doesn't move the ball downfield that much. But he's a he's a very solid quarterback. Their wide receivers are really good. Right. Their defense has improved. Right. 
So here's, I'm going to tell you what sold me on Maryland. Because I was, I was really kind of, before I started thinking about it, I was really on the edge. I was like, hmm, that could probably, Iowa could be a, a sneaky play on this night. Anyway, people were saying Iowa hasn't faced an offense as exclusive as Maryland. And I was like, well, yeah. Well, maybe Maryland hasn't faced a defense. They faced West Virginia. But, exactly, Colin, they faced West Virginia. They faced West Virginia. West Virginia just held Oklahoma to nothing. And Maryland went crazy offensively on, on West Virginia's defense. Also, Maryland did win at Illinois. Illinois, for you can say what you want, but like Illinois shut down Purdue. Like Illinois shut down Nebraska. Like Illinois might not have a bad defense. And the only team that really exploited them was Virginia. I'm ready to take Maryland. I like them plus the points. So it's a play. I will not be joining you. It's okay. I won't be fading you. I will watch this game and root for Maryland. I'll root for the home dog. It's always a lot of fun. Yep. Um, home dogs. Last point. Home dogs on Friday nights. I, it, it's a thing. It's a thing. It's a thing. Ready? I'm going to tell you. Virginia Tech over North Carolina. Home dog. Louisville over UCF. Home dog. Illinois over Maryland. Home dog. Liberty. I mean, Syracuse over Liberty. Home dog. That's four covers. Three outright winners. Home dogs are a thing on Friday night, so I just got—I just kind of ride that until it's not. It's been a cash cow. Anyway, um, Maryland plus three and a half. Yeah, I nothing. Don't don't it's okay. don't hate it. Don't love it. I can't like, I can't bring myself to bet on Mike Locksley. Mike Locksley against the top five team. Yeah, right, they're not a top five. But they team. are a top five. They're a top twenty-five team. Okay, they're ranked fifth in the. Country I know. Right I know where they're ranked. So. They're not. They're not. In 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 my opinion, they are not a top five team. They're in not my even opinion, either. I think they're a top 15, 20 team. This is like a thirteen, a number thirteen Iowa who won their big games. It will be interesting. It's going to be interesting to watch. We'll see what it's. We'll see which team breaks. You know, Wisconsin minus two against Michigan. <laughs> we going right here. I mean, yeah. It's it's next on my on my list. I mean, there's Arkansas Georgia also, but I'm going through the Action Network, which is in in time order, and Arkansas Georgia is coming up a little later. So Michigan Wisconsin. No uh, no no play on Tulsa Houston. Nope. Do you? <laughs> kind of like Tulsa, but I don't know if I can I can bring myself to bet on on Tulsa and then more than a you don't bet Tulsa as a favorite. <laughs> you just can't bet Tulsa as a favorite. Yeah, Tulsa's pretty trash, but um, Wisconsin minus two against Michigan. I gotta do it. Okay. Why do you like Wisconsin? I gotta do it. So here we go. We got a principal play. Right? Unranked. Overranked. We've got my bias coming in, because fuck Michigan. And a Wisconsin win makes Notre Dame look better. So it's a double it's a double bias game. Just just for double the bias. just for the heads out there. Just sure. just so you you know, there's the, there's definitely some some bias kicking into this. Um but Here's the thing. I make this line two. Okay. So I Michigan, make like Wisconsin minus two. Yes. Okay. So I getting exactly even. Actually, no. I I think Cam Randall's worth worth four. Four. So I make this minus three. Okay. So I'm getting him under the three, which is nice. You know, getting under a field goal, and a team that I'm gonna be rooting for. Like, I'm definitely going to be rooting for Wisconsin here. And I get a little bit of value. 
and this makes Notre Dame look a lot better. So why not? Why not bet him? And it's a principal play. So why should I? Play. Why should I not be on Wisconsin? I mean. Like that that's 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 the main gist why I want to be on this game. But the other thing is I'm not sold on Cade. I really think this this Michigan receiving core is pretty bad. I talked about this last week. Like I don't think Cade and Jack Cohn is too big of a difference. I think Michigan's receivers minus Ronnie Bell is a significant downgrade from Notre Dame's pass catchers. Wisconsin the entire year has only been susceptible to getting beat deep. Notre Dame was able to beat them deep a couple times, and Penn State was able to beat them deep a couple times. Like that's the reason why they lost both those games is they're cornerbacks, you know. They're slow white Wisconsin guys. You know what do you expect? They eating too much cheese. They are having a little too much spotted cows up there. Like that. That's, that's spotted a, cows are delicious. <laughs> that's that's a Wisconsin problem. You know, um, uh, Michigan doesn't have. They don't have the guys to take advantage of this. And Michigan has a great offensive line and a great running game, but that's the strength of that's the strength of Wisconsin's team. They're not gonna they're gonna struggle to run the ball against Wisconsin, and I'm not sold on Michigan's ability to stop the run. Like I think they're pretty good, but Rutgers Rutgers ran on them. We did. Uh, Wisconsin didn't run on Notre Dame, but I like. They At were home, able to run. They should be able to run on Michigan. Yeah, they were able to run somewhat on Penn State. Like I think they'll be able to. I think they should be able to run on Michigan, and I don't think Michigan can run on Wisconsin. Neither of these teams, I think, are going to be able to throw the ball. So give me the home team under three. Um, I can get you Wisconsin minus two. Uh, so here's the thing. I agree. I agree with every point you made. But you bet on Wisconsin last week and they got shit house. So exactly. you don't want to so you don't want to do it again. But it's the principal play and it makes a lot of sense. And I This line opened at nine and a half. Like over the summer, yeah, I guess. It was a look at Wisconsin minus nine and a half. Jesus. Um, like I every point you make is spot on, right? I don't think Michigan's gonna have a lot of success running the ball on Wisconsin. Wisconsin might have the best run defense in the country. Like that is very legit. good. They, all right, so it's a little bit inflated because I don't think Penn State's Running game, it's good. It's good. It's good. But Penn State is a Penn State is more. And Notre Dame's run game is good. Notre Dame's run game is not. No, good. you're no that you can't say that. That's not fair. Notre Dame is a as an above average run game. Just because their O line has been weak, they still have some of the best running backs on the. Country. They have great running backs. They have great running backs. But shutting down Notre Dame's run defense is is not like shutting down you know, Norfolk State's okay. run defense. Okay, I agree. Right. But Florida State shut down Notre Dame's run de- run. Florida State's run run defense is not that bad. Also shut down Louisville's run. Yeah, I know. But all I'm saying is like Toledo shut down their running. Okay, do you think Michigan's going to run the ball? No, no, I don't. But I'm just. Why are you arguing against it? Because because you're you're, 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 you're hyping up Notre Dame's running game a little bit too much. I'm not. I'm just saying Wisconsin is one of the best run defenses in the country. That's it. Okay. I think Michigan's going to struggle to run the ball against them. I think Wisconsin might have success running the ball. What it comes down to is can Graham Mertz not you know have his head up his ass. And if he can't, if he has his head outside, his I mean, head. so who 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 is the better defense in your opinion, Notre Dame or Notre Dame or Michigan? Notre Dame or Michigan or Wisconsin? Notre Michigan? Dame or Michigan? Split. Really? Yeah. Okay, so I think Notre Dame has a significantly better defense. I can't unsee Notre Dame giving up a thousand points to Florida State. But I, this is what I've been trying and to tell. This is what this. Toledo. This is what I tried to. The, the the Toledo game they was a pick six and so, the defense like gave up 
29 points, so really 22. All right, that math checks out. Um, Michigan give up thir- has, hasn't given up more than 14 points yet this season. Yes, so. all right, but here, here's what I'm... Who has Michigan played? Well, they played Rutgers. Okay. They and, played Rutgers, and Rutgers ran all over them. Not and Washington, run, Washington... Run all over Okay, them. how many yards does Rutgers have? Running? Total. 300 or so, 350? That's, that's a solid amount of yards. Yeah. They were able to move... Rutgers, who hasn't been able to move the ball all year... That's not fair either. Was able to move the ball on Michigan. It's also not fair. This is just wild takes right now. We're going off the rails. Rutgers I is, agree with you on Wisconsin minus two. Rutgers? Okay. So then take it. I think I am going to take it. You are? Yeah, I don't know why you were fighting me on this. Well, because you were you made a bad point. And, but th- that I didn't is, make a bad point. Yeah, I was just saying. You just asked me if Michigan had a better defense than Notre Dame. And I was like, I think they're split. They're not They're not split. But here's the other thing. What are you talking about? Notre Dame has a better defense than... This, this is just your bias coming No, I, I, tried, I, I tried to tell you we, this last... I, I warned you last week that Notre Dame's defense had figured something out against Purdue. Okay. They had all the talent in the world. We went into this year. Going into this year, who do you think had the better defense? I don't know. Split. It's split. In your power ratings? Probably had Notre Dame having a better okay. mission coming into the year. Notre Dame had like a top five defense for the past three years. So it was expected the defense was going to be very good. They were let they let down early on. Purdue game started to figure some of the things out, and then they shut down Wisconsin. The other thing is Notre Dame it leads the nation in interceptions. I don't think Michigan is going to pick off Graham Mertz as much. And I think... When you throw that many picks, he's going to be more careful. And the coaching is also just not like, as long as they don't fall behind, they're going to just try and run. We've got several games to get into. I am not going to give out a play on this game. You're not? It's a principal play, though, and I, I really feel like I should be. And this has Saturday morning play written all over Sorry, you, you'll let me uh, catch up. You might catch up. If you catch up, good for you. Um, I might be joining you on Wisconsin Minus, too. But I am not giving it out because I just don't have the conviction yet. And I also would rather Michigan win. Although it doesn't matter because we're going to play in Wisconsin anyway. Yeah, I know what, I know what you mean. This is, I, mean, I told you, it's, a, it's the perfect spot for me. You know, it's the double, the double whammy. Texas TCU. TCU plus five um, is the best number. Texas minus three and a half yeah. is the best wide, number. Uh, wide range. Um, I have bet TCU. Partially because I didn't see TCU lose to SMU. I didn't see TCU get scared by Cal. So I'm still under the impression that Gary Patterson will find a way. But here are the facts. Here are the facts. TCU has won six of the last seven against Texas. They've won six of the last seven against Texas. The public loves to bet on Texas. Texas scored 70 points at home against Texas Tech. I understand TCU's defense has struggled. Going on the road to TCU is a completely different animal than playing Texas Tech at home. Um, That's true. Five is just so many points. I just feel like it's so many points, dude. I think TCU is completely live as a dog. Um, Texas's defense has not been good. Arkansas ran all over them. Texas Tech moved the ball on them. Like, why can't Max Dugan and the TCU offense have success on Texas? Like, it's going to be a great atmosphere for, for a football game. Look ahead spot possibly for Texas playing Oklahoma next week. Like, I just, I really like TCU, so it, I have played a plus five. I just think it's a great, this is like, this number spoke to me. Like the same way Nebraska plus the points spoke to me last week, TCU plus the points spoke to me this week. It was the first bet I placed, um, and I, I just, I love it. I, I, I don't see any reason not to love it. So. Yeah, I mean. Market is too high on Texas. They do not deserve to be favored by almost a touchdown. 
on the road at TCU when TCU's beaten them six of the last seven years. And TCU was a team we came into the season higher on. Yes, Texas. no, we did. We also, I, the switch at quarterback for Texas has been phenomenal. TCU can't stop the run. Texas is Haven't a great. Haven't been able to stop the run yet. Great running team. But Texas also can't stop the run. And TCU is also a great running team. So, really, if anything, I would play the over and watch the fireworks. Um, I can't. I can't bring myself to to bet on TCU after that like disgusting performance last weekend. Um, That's fine. Anything on Texas? I I really like. Will you bet the minus three and a half? No, I'm not okay. taking them. So there you go. I I really like Casey Thompson though. I think Texas's offense is explosive now, which is scary for TCU. But I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna bet on them. Missouri minus that. Missouri minus three against Tennessee. Do you have anything on this game? I do. <laughs> okay, well, you tell me yours, and I'll see if I have something. So here's my my perspective on this game. Missouri is is getting, I think, downgraded in the market for losing in overtime at Boston College, who I think might be one of the better teams in the ACC, and losing by a touchdown on the road at Kentucky. And I think Kentucky is a dark horse in the SEC West, SEC East, excuse me. And I'll, you know, obviously get into that a little more later on in this podcast. A little spoiler. Um, Missouri was a team that I came into high on this year. I think they're really good offensively. Um, I think they're well coached, and I think this is an opportunity against a one of the worst teams in the SEC for them to come out and make a statement. Like I don't think Tennessee is very good um, at all. Like, I don't think they're good on defense. They're not. Like, they might be able to move ball in Missouri, but I don't think Missouri's... I think Missouri's going to score a ton of points, and I think they're motivated to come out and have a statement win. So, minus three is a play for me. I love Mizzou minus three. So, there you go. Yeah. I can't... I can't get there. Um, I like... Like, Mizzou at home with that little points is surprising, but honestly, my numbers are almost, like, right there. So... It's not that surprising. Maybe one point off. I like Missouri's run defense is horrific. Like it's a, it's a, it's an actual atrocity. They've also that. they've also played two of the best. So I've 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 heard this. It's been bad. The two teams that ran crazy on them have two of the best offensive lines in America: Boston College and Kentucky. Yeah, like that is a factor. That, people that's need a, to that's realize a, that's that. a factor. But Boston College couldn't run the ball at all last year. Okay, it's it's a little different. Second year of the system. Yeah, yeah. I turned the entire offensive line. I, I I agree. Like I like that is a factor that people are just blatantly ignoring. Like Kentucky's run the ball really well on everybody. Kentucky's offensive line is awesome. Like it's awesome. Like people are. I think people are ignoring. I don't think Missouri's got a very good run date. I'm not going to say they have a great run date. It's not like, but I don't think it's as bad as people are thinking. And I think that they're, like this is Tennessee is not the same type of team. That Kentucky and Boston College are so. Kentucky's run offense, yes, is ranked one spot above Tennessee's running yeah. offense. Tennessee can run the ball like very well, mm-hmm. especially if they, as long as Milton, if Milton touches this game, you are set. Like you, you can go <laughs> cash your ticket. If 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 you see Milton walk onto that field, like text me because I'm gonna throw a thousand dollars on this game because that guy is an absolute bum. It sounds like Milton's gonna start. Is it? That is great news for you. 
Is that true? I mean, Milton won the job in the fall, and he's he's the coach been terrible every healthy. time he's he's started. But uh, he overthrows everybody. He was terrible at Michigan. You know, if they if they if he wants to do that, then you will be cashing this ticket. I I worry that Miss Missouri's run defense is horrific, and Tennessee can run the ball. And if Hooker's in. Like, the depth chart listed Joe Milton as the starter and Hendon as and, and Hooker as the backup. Just saying. Okay, so that's good. That's good for you. That is good for me. I agree. Yeah, that's really good for you. Um, I think they're both banged up, but I think Hooker's more banged up. Yeah, I don't know. I'm not like if Milton if if I'm watching this game and I see Milton walk on, I will live bet the game, <laughs> like immediately. Um, <laughs> but. Besides that, I'm worried. Like, I think Hooker can run the ball. I think Tennessee's got a pretty good running offense. I don't hate the play. I'm not gonna. The line, the line surprised me. It's a little stinky, but it's a little. It doesn't feel a little low. Yeah, it's a little stinky in Tennessee's. Like, yeah, like, like, it, like but you're going against a stink, stink, yeah. and I, I respect that. Last week you were smelling a stink. Now you, you put on a, so, you're putting on a mask. You're spraying some Febreze, and you're saying, "Get out of here." Well, so here's here's the thing. I don't think it's. I think the stink is overlooked on it because I don't think people care as much about this game on a slate of 25 awesome games when there's Michigan, Wisconsin. Like, talk about a line that stinks, right? Wisconsin minus two stinks. And you're embracing the stink there. Yeah. No, I mean, I think any game that you see a line like South Carolina minus seven against Troy, like, that's stinky, even though not a single person gives gives two fucks about that game. true. But because the, the people who are betting these are gonna like look for a stinky line, so this is this is a stinky line. But well, I love Missouri. I I, I respect. It. I think Missouri's offense is gonna is gonna score a lot. You got two and a halfs out there, and honestly, you also have the factor that Joe Milton may walk out there, and then you're then you're you're taking the shit to the bank. Minnesota plus two and a half. If Joe Purdue. Milton starts, if Joe Milton walks out there, yes. and tennis and Missouri does not cover, I will pay your bet for you. <laughs> Promise? No. <laughs> <laughs> Minnesota plus two and a half at Purdue. Um, I've been on Minnesota as well. It's another play for me. I don't think Purdue's any good. I think Minnesota has a strong defense. They've proven to be a strong bounce-back team. Um, I think they're going to run the ball effectively. I think Purdue is bad. Where is this game? At Purdue. doesn't matter to me. That's why Minnesota's a dog. Minnesota's a dog. I don't think Minnesota should be a dog in this game. I think they just have a better team, and they've got a better defense, and they got a better offensive line. Like, I just don't see. I just don't see it happening with Purdue. Um, I think this is a great bet. Thanks, Colin. I I, I like this bet a lot. I um, like. You've you you got some serious calls here to hop on, hop on Minnesota. Post the bowl in green and that, like, I agree. Also, can I, one more point on this game. Cash tickets disparity? No, I didn't even, I, I, I don't really think, I'm sure more people are on Purdue. Um, Massive cash we, tick, tickets disparity. Yeah. Here's the other thing. Minnesota's weakest part defensively is their secondary, and Purdue's strength is their pass game, but David Bell is still out, and, like, Purdue has no pass game without David Bell. You know what I mean? Like, he is so good. Yeah. He is, like, he is so important to their pass attack, and he's out. Like, I just, 
I think Minnesota is the better team, and they're getting points. And it, it reminds me so much of two weeks ago, Colorado, when I bet Minnesota plus three at Colorado. Yeah. Well, I feel I think you have a good. Yeah. I think you have a good feel on Minnesota. I don't know. Join? No, no. I, I, I oh, well, why'd you say it's a great bet? Because I think it is a good bet. Okay. Just like you think Wisconsin is a good bet. I can't. I, I feel confident in the. I have. I know what Wisconsin is. I don't feel confident. I know what Purdue or Minnesota is like. Uh, this isn't what. This isn't a knife. I feel good enough in sticking my hand out to try and catch it. You know, as it's falling. Minnesota's a falling knife right now. You're going out there and you're grabbing the knife because you think you have a good understanding of where the handle is. I do. I don't know where the handle is. I'm still going out there and I might have a cut go knife slice right through my hand as this team gets blown out by Purdue. I don't think they're gonna get blown. I don't think so either. I mean, but I just don't like. Do you think Minnesota's better than Illinois? Yes. Like significantly better than Illinois? I, here's the thing is I don't know because this team's lost to Bowling Green. I don't care about that. Yeah, I know you don't care you about it. Because you, you have a good feel in Minnesota. I don't. That's why I, so I can't bet. I also am not. I am. I have learned that the, the most. I have learned and I learned this mostly betting college basketball because those games happen every All the time. night. Yeah. Every night. People overreact. Recency bias is the biggest thing in college sports. And like that is the stupidest thing. Because these kids... They don't know what they're having for dinner that night. Like they don't know. Like they are. They've got all types of built. Like recently, like you. They can have. You can have a bad night. You can play a bad game. You can lose to to Bowling Green, and then you can come out and beat Purdue by thirty. Like that is a total legitimate thing. Like that is just. That's college sports, and the one principle that I've really tried to apply from college basketball to college football, and I actually think I've done so successfully with that so far this season, is like. Do not overreact to one week. Like the market will overreact, and you just gotta ignore the market and like take advantage of that. And I think that that is a factor. Like Nebraska, like people felt overreacted to Michigan State. Yeah, but the, yeah, we, I mean, yeah, we talked about that. Well, I mean, I'm just, I just think that that's a thing. People overreacted Purdue against or Minnesota against um, Colorado. Yeah, sure. Anyway, I just think this is a really good spot for Minnesota. I don't think they should be underdogs. And Purdue doesn't really have a great home field advantage, and they certainly won't at noon. So, <laughs> joining? I feel like I talk you in every game, and then you hop along, and you take my win with me. And then, I, and then I'm stuck there with the consensus win, and you go, the consensus plays are really great. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to, I'm, I'm going to, you convince me. I, I do, yeah. I, I agree, like. I just don't... Wh- I'll join you on Wisconsin then, too. No, no, get out of here. You can't, you can't get out of that game. <laughs> that's, that's the real way to run out the clock. Once you get a lead, you just bet the exact same thing that your partner bets. That's what I should have done last year. Um, yeah, I think I think we're on the right side here. I just... Yeah, no, I, I agree. I, I don't, like... I don't know what my feel is on Minnesota, which scares me. But yeah, Purdue isn't good, and they shouldn't be favored against Minnesota, even if they lost to Bowling Green, especially without their best player. Yeah, and like quarterback concerns, like and not a good defense, like all these things. Arkansas plus seventeen, plus seventeen and a half, plus eighteen and a half at Georgia. What is your take on this game? It's a huge number, and I feel like everybody's on Arkansas. Everybody and their mother is on Arkansas. Like, it's just one of those games where I feel like everybody loves the big dog. But, like, in ranked-on-ranked matchups, the favorite tends to win quite a bit. Yes, but the here's the thing is I think every idiot is on Arkansas. Every idiot's on Arkansas. Every idiot's on Arkansas, but idiots don't make the market. 
That's something I've learned the I don't hard know about way. That. The hard way. It, it, it's true. Like this is a, every idiot's on Arkansas, but plenty of sharp people are on Georgia here, and that's why this line is so massive. Like if 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 this right. was this line would have got down to like thirteen and a half if idiots were making the market. But there's plenty of money keeping this line so large, which is why like in like eighteen and right. a half is just. You know what this game this reminds me a lot of? What? Indiana versus Ohio State last year. When we liked Ohio State because all the idiots were on Indiana. Yes, exactly. It, that's and exactly. Indiana still found a way to yeah. freaking cover. Yeah, and Indiana still found a way to cover because that line was massive. And the reason the line was massive is because idiots. Just because an idiot is on the game does not mean he's wrong. He just like there may be somebody else that likes it, but they've been keeping this line so big because the other money's coming in on the other side. That's kind of what I feel like here is. This line is massive, but this line isn't like – like there, I don't see any – I think Arkansas has a very good real chance of covering, but I think Georgia has a very real chance of blowing them out, and I can't see myself betting on either of these teams here because I just don't like – I don't see any type of edge. The other thing I'm also thinking about, which I heard is a good point, yeah. is Sam Pittman used to work for Kirby Smart, right? He was the O-line coach at Georgia. Yeah. Uh, I don't really think there's any animosity between these two. 18 and a half is massive. There's no incentive to run it up. If you're up 10 with three minutes left, especially with a coach like Kirby Smart, they're, they're going to have no incentive to, or up 14, they're going to have no incentive to push it, punch it in. They might just kick that field goal. So, do you like Arkansas? That's the side I would lead. I don't, you're not playing it. I can't. I can't. Like, I, I don't think Arkansas is that good. Yeah. And well, I, 18 and a half is massive. I lean, I lean Arkansas here, but it's – maybe I'll end up on it. It's That's so tough to, like, really bet on Arkansas here because they're not going to be able to run the ball against Georgia. I agree with that. I, I am not playing this game. Um, I have no interest. I have a lot of plays this week. There are a lot of games that caught my eye. This was not one of them, and I don't think it should be because if you look at the market this week, this is probably the most – bet game in the market also, right? Yeah. This and Alabama Ole Miss are probably the two most bet games in the market, so, like, they've got the most efficient market. I just don't think there's any value here, so um, no what? thank you. Yeah. Anything else? Any other points before we move on to the next game? No, I think that's that's pretty much covered it. I, yeah. Yeah? You look like you want something else to say. No, I'm just looking at a, at a different game that is, like, really, really scary, scarily catching my eye. Do you want it? What is it? It's a it's a it's a terrible game, but why is why can you get minus ten on Memphis? Who's Memphis playing? Temple. They're at Temple. Well, I don't know. Maybe Temple's not that bad. Temple has beat Wagner and Akron. You really want to spend uh, no time no I don't want to spend any time on this, but okay. So then we're not going to spend time on it. Yeah. Pitt minus three at Georgia Tech. This line stinks. This is a stinky line. It's a stinky, stinky, stinky. I can't play it, though. I can't trust Pat Narduzzi as a favorite on the road. But Pat Narduzzi within a touchdown has been awesome, either side. Really? Yes. They were talking about that on Cover 3 today. This is also mentioned before the Pitt... um, Tennessee? Tennessee game. Pat Narduzzi within, like, five points on either side. Five-point dog, five-point favorite. Fantastic. One of the best in the in the country against the spread. So I think it's really telling that Georgia Tech almost beat Clemson, 
then beats North Carolina by 20-plus points, and then they're still not favored against Pittsburgh at home. And, like, everybody's betting Georgia Tech. I mean, yeah, how can you not the, bet Georgia Tech? The yet? publics are, are all over Georgia Tech. The ticket percentage is all over Georgia Tech. But the line really hasn't moved in Georgia Tech's favor. It's still over three with Pitt as the favorite. Um, which really leads me to want to take a flyer on Pitt minus three. And I'm close. I just can't get there. So, to, Western Michigan lit Pitt off. Yep, the mobile quarterback, they ran crazy. Their on. mobile quarterback didn't do anything. Western, Western Michigan's? Yeah, he, he rushed for, for like, negative 20 yards. He ran for like 300 yards. Negative 20. He threw for 300 yards. Yeah, yeah. So? So, like, it, the mobile fact didn't really... Hendon Hooker... And Joe Milton played well for Tennessee. Hendon Hooker played well for Tennessee. Hendon Hooker played well, but Hendon Hooker's good. So is Jeff Sims. Yeah. This, this it's game, a really this game stinky I want, line. It's, it's, it's incredibly stinky. So I want no part of it either. But I think if I was to have a part of it, I've done a complete 180. I yeah, yeah. you were, you were texting me about Georgia Tech, and now you're, you're talking about Pitt. Well, because I, you, you can tell. You can watch how the market develops over the, oh, well, the it, week. This is stinky. The other thing mentioned in this is last year, Pitt's running offense has been terrible, right? The only team they were able to run the ball on? Georgia Tech? Yep. Hmm. I don't know. Kenny, this is, this is the Kenny Pickett show. He's Kenny Pickett is a beast. Kenny Pickett is a beast, man. He's dominating. Yes. He's I, wish they didn't, I wish they didn't lose to Western Michigan, but that honestly just makes it even classic. Kenny Pickett did not get an offer to play at Rutgers. He's a Jersey kid, did not get an offer to play at Rutgers. You know who Chris Ash liked better? Jonathan Lewis. You know what Jonathan Lewis is doing now? He's playing tight end for South Dakota. Oh, yeah. He offered... Jonathan Lewis over oh, I Kenny bet, Pickett. I, I bet and the, Kenny Pickett was dying to come to Rutgers, too. Really? Yes. He was dying to come to Rutgers. He wanted Rutgers so badly. Rutgers didn't offer him. They went Jonathan Lewis instead. And I love J. Lou, but, you know. Not as much as he loved to have. Imagine one, if you one have Kenny Pickett. Kenny Pickett's going to be in the NFL. Kenny Pickett is going to be in the NFL. Kenny Pickett is probably going to be a first-team All-ACC performer at this rate. He's playing unbelievable He's, he's, he's been lighting it up. No play for me on this game, unfortunately. I just I it, the line stinks. I'm acknowledging the stink. Everybody's probably like, "Why is Georgia Tech a dog that just blew out North Carolina?" I'm gonna yeah, look I into really this. Should be on I'm, pit. I'm gonna look into this tomorrow. I really should be on pit. We really should be on. We pit. should be on pit. But we should have been on Oklahoma last week. Yeah, so that's not, what we I'm thought. Not, I'm not touching it. I'm no, not. There's, touching there's it. no. There's no. There's no. There's no conviction. No convic- There's no reason for us to give this out right yeah. now. We can figure this out tomorrow, tomorrow at work. Yeah, exactly. That's what <laughs> I'm gonna do at work. At work. At work, at work tomorrow, I'm going to figure this out. Um, Wake minus six and a half, minus seven against Louisville. I have no play here. I hate to say it. Because I think Wake's probably going to kill him. Really? Yes. I think Louisville sucks. I think they suck. I think Malik Cunningham is the only player on that team worth a shit. And I think Wake Forest is really good. And I think the line is still small. Like, I think Wake is really good. Like, they just... They just went to Virginia and won by 20, right? Yeah. After blowing out Florida State, Florida State outgained Louisville. Louisville is... Virginia's defense looks pretty sus. Virginia's shutting out Miami as we speak. Without De'Aaron King. And Miami's got some serious coaching issues. Miami does have some serious problems. <laughs> Wake, I think Wake destroys them, but like... Poor Barry. 
<laughs> Took the over. It's not a bad. It seemed like a good bet at the time, but I don't know why you texted DR King. Doesn't make much of a difference. That's a massive miss difference on the over under. <laughs> That's like such a big difference. He's their whole offense. Um, what is your take on this game? I, I clearly have my opinion. I'm not playing it though. I just can't. There's something off with the line, and I just don't have enough conviction on the it. The six and a half is it's it's too scary for you. The whole thing is scary for it's, me. It, it's, I've had a lot of success betting plus six and a half this year. Yeah, yeah, because those they're trying to trick you. Yeah. They want you to get on their seven. tricky lines. Yeah, I I, I kind of lean Louisville here. Yeah, well, I just think Louisville's got more talent. No, no. Don't even go there, Colin. More talent. Colin, Louisville does not have more talent than Wake Forest. Get that nonsense out of your I mind. Think, they do not have, I'm telling you I, right I, now, I, they I, do not have more talent than Wake Forest. Louisville has one I think, player. I think they have one player. He's pretty good. He's he's very they, good. They only had Lamar back in the day. And they, 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 they kicked the shit out of Lamar also was an NFL MVP two years in his career. Yeah. Well Lamar's a beast, but I'm not I'm not compared. Don't 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 get me wrong. I don't want I don't want this taken out of context uh, compared to Malik Cunningham to Lamar. Think, I, you didn't you didn't. But Louisville is not more talented than Wake Forest. Get that nonsense out of your mouth. I don't know, man. It is no, this no. line seems, I know. this this line it, it, it this line is begging you to bet Wake. It is begging you to bet Wake. And I I kinda wanna take Louisville because of it. Because I think Louisville's look pretty good. Like the UCF win, I think, is impressive. The amount of money and tickets on Wake is crazy. Like, the, the books are... what What is crazy? So here's something that's nuts, right? The line opened... Let me just explain this. The line opened Wake minus 7. It has not moved off of minus 7. If anything, it has moved down to minus 6.5, right? Yeah. Okay. 90% of the tickets, 90% of the money, yeah, 80% yeah. of... The, everybody's on Wake. But the line has moved down, which just leads you to think... That there is some sort of sharp voodoo going on on Louisville. I don't believe in Louisville. I'm not play, placing it. But I think you are right. If you if you are not biased and believe that Wake is a very good team. Yeah, I think Wake is a very good team. And I think Wake's a very well-coached team. But I also think, like, there's not, like, I think Satterfield's a good them last year? Did they? That, might, that, might, that was the game. That was the game that's after Satterfield. I think no, no, that was Florida State. Are you sure? Oh, was it Wake? I think it was Wake. Oh, it was Wake. Forty-five to twenty-one. Yeah, absolutely. Demo- okay, actually, then I don't want. Then I don't like it as much. See, I would like it even more because of that. No, see, I, I, I don't I, care about the revenge. Revenge is nothing. No, I, it's not the revenge. It's the fact that when teams like it keeps the line lower when a team blew out the team the last year, specifically because like people are like, oh, they beat them last year. They know how to beat them. But let me look. I'm gonna. I'm looking at the box score from this last game. They limited Christian Beale Smith. Um, Malik Cunningham went 16 for 22, 195 yards. He didn't really run the ball that well on him, but he did have two touchdowns. Des Fitzpatrick. Yeah, they blew him out. 45 to 22. But that was that was the. Okay, no. Lean Louisville. Lean Louisville. No play. No play. Can't can't get there. Um, I'm going to recommend to the uh, listeners, bet Louisville now, because the, <laughs> this is a lean. <laughs> Fits an auto hit. It's definitely going to hit. Uh, no play for either of us, though. I think I think you're right. I lean weight because I think they're the better team, but I think the line, if you can read into the line and the market. The line, the line, is, it, the line is like 
begging you to bet on Wake, and yep. Wake just looked fantastic. I really don't think that Virginia defense is all that good. I think the Georgia Tech-UNC game kind of showed that. I think, I mean, obviously it's not going to show it tonight, but like I think that game showed it. I think the fact, like Wake, seven, seven points is a lot for Wake against Louisville, especially when Louisville decked him last year. USC minus seven and a half at Colorado. Do you have anything on this game? Do you? No. Oh, I thought you wanted. I thought you were the one who wanted to talk about. This. I did. I wanted Colorado, but like, I can't get there. Yeah, I would not. I would not bet Colorado. Colorado here. is so pathetic offensively. I and honestly kind of like, like coming back on the other side here. USC. Yeah. No, I can't get there either. I mean, Colorado's good on D, but their their offense is so bad they can't throw the ball, and. I'm. I'm just. I don't even want to talk what, about this. So game. is there? Is there actually? Wait. 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 Okay. <laughs> what is the line? It's USC minus seven and a half on the road at Colorado. Is there a seven? I don't think so. There is no seven. I gotta do it. I gotta do it. I gotta do it. I, I got, I'm getting the I'm getting the, the spidey senses. The spidey senses are, are, are tingling. I, I just don't what think What are they saying to you? They're, they're, they're saying to me is Colorado's offense is terrible. It is awful. Colorado's offense is, is god awful. It is bad. USC just got blown out by Oregon State. On their home field. On their home field. Complete, complete embarrassment. Mm-hmm. Um, Colorado, USC's defense is better than that. They should not, like, that shouldn't happen to them. Mm-hmm. Their defense, like, Colorado can't move on Morristown High School. They're not gonna USC's defense is gonna come out and stop them from moving it. And I don't care, like Keaton Slovis is not as good as he was, but he just has to throw to Drake London twice. You need two Drake London touchdowns and you cover this game 14-0. Okay. I just think there's too much explosive players on USC. The line's too low. It's a it's a I'm buying I'm buying low on the on the Trojans. And you know, I'm not even on Clay Helton. Which is it makes it even better, you know. Nothing worse than buying on a trash coach. USC minus seven and a half. You got it, dude. You got it. Uh, time is that game? Two. Two. Hate to break it to you. You won't be spending much time on that. Maybe in your commercial breaks. Because <laughs> the next game we're going to talk about is Cincinnati Notre Dame. Cincinnati minus one and a half at Notre Dame. This is really, really interesting, man. It's really interesting. Yeah. Why is Cincinnati favored? Why is a group of five team favored at Notre Dame? I feel like the public wants you to be all over Notre Dame. The public, I shouldn't say. The books want you to be betting Notre Dame. Is so, that- I think the I think every idiot, every, every, every dumbass yep. you go on the street is on Notre Dame. Yes. I think it's more similar to the Arkansas-Georgia line in that when I'm listening to most of the, like, Talking heads on this, yes. I think, or Notre Dame, Wisconsin last week, right? Every person who knows nothing about college football that just doesn't like blindly hate Notre Dame was on Notre Dame last week. Like they, the books lost like a good amount of money on the Notre Dame money line last week. Yep, from just like idiots. Yep, but not from sharper betters. It it seems like a little bit of the same feeling here because all these talking heads have been talking up Cincinnati for so long. Sharks have been seeing the Cincinnati team is really good. Their defense is really good. 
Everybody knows Notre Dame's. Everybody who's followed college football knows that Notre Dame struggled against Florida State, struggled against Toledo, struggled against um, Purdue, a Purdue, bit. and then like beat Wisconsin. But and, and I think anybody who has looked into that stat line at all knows kick return, two pick sixes, and five turnovers for Wisconsin. And nobody says when you when people talk about that game. Who has said Notre Dame has a great defense? And who has said Graham Mertz is the worst quarterback to ever disgrace college football? Everybody tells you Graham Mertz sucks. Who he does? Graham Mertz does suck. Don't do not do not get it twisted. Graham Mertz is terrible. Um, but I think there's like reasonable people who are on Cincinnati here enough that the that's why the line isn't moving. I don't think it's just like. The books, like, all right, the, what was the game we were just talking with, 90%? The Wake Forest. The, the Wake Forest. There's, everybody's on Wake Forest there. There's no, like, books on, there's no sharps on that. The book is taking the opposite. This is, the there's sharps taking the opposite, not the book here. The, the, I think they're pretty close to even money on this game. Um, so, like... I, I still think people are really low on Notre Dame's this year, and for good reason. Their D line is, or their O line is is pretty horrendous. Mm-hmm. They are starting a third string left tackle. They may have their third string quarterback in, which people don't talk about enough. Look at where Brian Kelly has his program that they can beat Wisconsin in a neutral site by thirty with your third string quarterback and third string left tackle. Yeah, there's your Notre Dame propaganda. Yeah, we'll gotta get it in eventually. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, I think there's I think there's reasonable thoughts on the line, but what else do you want to talk about in this game before I I give you like no, my, I, I my want to hear your breakdown. I want to hear it all. I don't really have a thought on this game. I have no play. I'll tell you what I was expecting. I was expecting Notre Dame to be minus favored two minus two minus two and, and you're going to bet Cincinnati. Yeah, but that see didn't that happen. that's why I see that's I think that there's enough people enough people like you. Yeah. That would want to be on Cincinnati where they couldn't give that line out. Yeah, well, I and I can't bet it for that reason. And honestly, if it went all the way up to three, three and a half, I would have come back on Notre Dame, but it hasn't. So. Yeah, well, that's why. That's because they want it's a sharp they, line. It's a very sharp line. They want to have even money. I don't think it's a sharp as sharp of a line as here. There's there there is a difference here. Is Desmond Ritter is not a great quarterback in my opinion. Okay, he's better than Graham Mertz. He is much better. He's than better Graham than Graham Mertz. I think there's like I, I think people are still like a little high on Cincinnati on that Indiana win. Indiana is not as good as people thought coming into this year. Like, yes, it's impressive they won that game. Cincinnati really hasn't been that impressive to me. They were tied with Murray State at halftime. They have not been able to run the ball. They're on they're letting up hundred and twenty percent of opponents rushing yards. Which is like Notre Dame can't run the ball, but you sh- you don't want to give them lanes because if Kyron or Tyree gets a lane, like very good possibility they can take it. Right. Um, that's the advantage. The disadvantage here is Majaya Sanders or whatever is going to be in the backfield all day. Their own line won't be able to stop them, and their cornerbacks are significantly better than Wisconsin's cornerbacks. So I don't think Notre Dame can just chuck the ball up deep and try to beat Cincinnati deep because their their DBs are too good for that. I think this is just going to be a close, 
hard-fought game where it's going to come down to you've got the better coach, the more talented team at home getting points. I don't think you should bet against Brian Kelly at home. He's been great as a home dog. Notre Dame has not lost at home in since 2017 was the last time Notre Dame lost a home game, and I believe that was to Georgia, who ended up losing the national championship. Is this a play for you, Colin? No, you know it's not a play for me. <laughs> well, it's not a play for me. Um, another another yes. uh, stat I saw, Notre Dame has been a home dog five times since yep, 2010. They are 5-0 and yep. and have won every game outright. Yep. I saw this also. Brian Kelly's a really good coach, man. People do not talk about that enough. Brian Kelly is top three coaches in the country, in my opinion. Bit of a hot take, but I would I would only put two coaches in, for sure above him. No play for you, Colin. Yeah, I think it's a sharp line. I I I agree. I think we unfortunately. Yeah, I I, I, I wish you would be at Cincinnati because I, that's how I know their name's gonna. Gonna, gonna, gonna win. Gonna win. When when you're on the when you're on the opposite side, it makes me feel better. Yeah. No. No. Thanks for me. Um, Boise State minus six against Nevada on the blue turf. What do you think? You have anything on this game? This is a good spot for Nevada. Yeah, I thought. I thought. I kind of like Nevada plus six and a half, but I I. Uh, I'm not gonna bet it. I'm I'm gonna be at the Rutgers game. Like it's just not. I don't have enough conviction. I don't have a good enough feel on what Nevada is, really. So I, I'm not, I'm not there. Yeah. No, I, I, I kind of like Nevada losing to um, Kansas State. Kansas State that handily is a little bit scary. Um, I get why people like Nevada here because, look, you look at their last game again, Boise State's last game against Utah State. They won twenty seven to three, yet Utah State outgained them. Yeah, like and the it was three turnovers to one, so it wasn't even a significant like hmm. they were getting a ton of turnovers. It was just Boise State is just like kind of getting there. They were six for fifteen on third down. They didn't like there. There's nothing dominant about that performance. I believe the same thing happened. A similar thing happened against UTEP. Yeah, so they won fifty four to thirteen. UTEP had six turnovers and Boise State outgained them four sixty one to three thirty six. Hmm. So I, I can see where people are coming from in their little fade of, uh, of in the Boise. in the fade of Boise. I don't know if Nevada is the team to to fade them on. Yeah, I'm not. I'm also I'm not came into the season very high on Boise, so it's tough for me to to want to fade them. If you were lower on Boise. I think this is honestly you're getting a good you're getting a great number. Yeah, I agree with you. Um, no play for me. It didn't. It didn't. It did catch my eye at first as like a Nevada plus the points. Like it should be a good game. This is a showout game for Carson Strong, like and Nevada. Um, but I can't. I can't get there either. So I won't, and I don't have to because I'm on ten other games at least. So no thanks. Syracuse plus five and a half at Florida State. This is four and a half. Bet three sixty five, baby. Um, okay, Florida State minus four and a half. There you go. 
Yeah, I, I, this is one Go ahead, of the, you want it? Yeah, you this, got it. This is one of the first uh, bets I played. This was the first bet I placed this week. Uh, okay. Real stinky. It's it's stinky. It, it, it's especially stinky. This is I'm I'm buying incredibly low on Florida State here. Here's the thing. Syracuse's defense is very good. Teams don't have the ability to dink and dunk down the field on Syracuse. Florida State's explosive, though. They have an explosive offense. They have talent. You can break one. Florida good running backs. Yeah, Florida State can break one. Their D-line is, is solid. They're able to stuff the run. That's the only thing Syracuse can do. And look, if I'm going to bet on a Dino Babers Syracuse team with a quarterback who has not completed a pass over 19 yards on the road in Florida State, I'm a crazy man. So I'm not going to do that. I'm going to bet on the opposite side, and like, look, it, it, it just it. I, I know why you're not on it because it's what what Florida State did to you last week. Killed but I, I think I think they improved throughout that game. They went down and they picked it up. I think you, they take that momentum into this game. Novell's in the locker room. Like we're doing better. Their their offensive linemen are closer to getting back. Like I believe one of them played, but he was kind of banged up. Didn't look great. He'll be back. Uh, should be a little bit better. I think Florida State wins by ten. Wow. Yeah. I uh, I'm scarred. Yeah. I, I definitely won't be betting. I won't be laying points with Florida State. That's just not um. That's just not something I can get behind. So I won't be I won't be tailing. You're definitely smelling out some stink here. Like I'm not I'm not gonna gonna argue that. Like the line stinks. Like you can see it stinks. People probably love Syracuse in this game. Florida State's terrible. Florida State's terrible. Um, so I think you're on the right side there. But man, I don't, I don't know. I can't. I can't do it. I can't do it. But you're a brave man. You are a brave man. <laughs> See, here's the thing: is I, I think we, I think we both do this all the time. Is one of us gets burned by a team in a game they should have won, and then the next week we go, I could never bet on this team. The other person's like, oh, this is a great spot to bet on them. Yeah. And then they hit, and the other person's sitting there like, oh, you fucked. Like, like TCU. Yeah. Or like Florida State. Well, we'll find out. Um, I think you're on the right side. I just, I can't. Florida State as a favorite is just, oof. No thanks. Stanford plus eight against Oregon at home. I like Stanford. I've played it. Um, I think Stanford's real deal. I don't love Oregon as a team that blows teams out. I think this is going to be a really good battle, really tight game. Stanford's going to be super motivated. Um, I think it's going to be a really tough, hard-nosed game. So I, I'm on uh, I'm on Stanford plus eight. I also like uh, like Stanford here. You playing it? Yeah, we'll 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 consensi. We'll consensi. Um, first one. First one. First one. First one. Time to ruin the consensus play record. Um, yeah, these are the only things we do well here on the Looking Ladder <laughs> podcast. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I just well, Sprinky Sprink as well. We'll get into that later. I'm oh, sure. really? Yeah, I, I like Shaw. I think Shaw's a really good head coach. Yep. I haven't been impressed with Ohio State, which I think devalues that win a little bit. This Oregon yeah. team did struggle with Fresno and yeah. Arizona. And Arizona, I think Arizona's a little bit of a look ahead, but it, it, it that is. That is scary. There are still missing, like, Thibodeau's still not playing, right? I don't know. I, I believe he's still out. I think they still have a significant amount of injuries. Like, I don't know. 
No, I think he's coming back. He's back. He's full go. Okay. All right. Well, that's bad news. But um, yeah, I like I like Tanner. I like this. This just seems like a classic spot where Stanford. They, it's crabs in the bucket in the Pac-12. You know how it is. They they anybody tries to go up, you pull them right back down. And Stanford's about to pull Oregon out of the college football playoff race. Yeah, I, I agree. I think it's I think it's a great spot. Um, it's a great spot for Stanford. Like a great spot for them. Anyway, Stanford plus eight. Play for both of us. Texas Tech, West Virginia. Texas Tech plus seven, plus seven and a half. You got anything on this game, Kyle? No, 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 no. Okay, no, no. good. Pretty, pretty nasty game. Oklahoma minus ten and a half, minus twelve and a half in spots at Kansas State. Thoughts? Twelve and a half. Is that the that just moved? It's what it is. What's going on there? I what's, don't know. What's the news? We, we, I need to find this Will, out. Actually. Will Howard's probably out officially. That's probably what that is. Will Howard? You mean Skylar Thompson? No, Will Howard. Will Howard's out too? They're going third string. Yeah, that's that's what happened in the in the Oklahoma State game. Oh, I thought it was. I thought there was news that uh, Skylar Thompson might be back. No, he's likely out again. He's doubtful. What about Will Howard? I don't know. That would be my guess. I don't have a legit perspective. Okay. Um, okay. Well, I guess this makes us a little scarier. Um, but I'm gonna take I'm gonna take Kansas State here. Really? Yeah. I think. I think this is a similar team to what they just faced last week. No matter who's at quarterback, Will Howard or the third string, I don't. I really like. It's very similar team to West Virginia. You're on the road against a team that believes they can beat you. They're going to be hyped up. They've beaten you two years in a row. I understand Oklahoma's going to be hyped up for this game, but look, I think. I think uh, Kansas State is a really well coached team. Like I don't. I don't think they're not going to be scared of this game. Oklahoma like has not been playing well. I just don't think this is a game where Oklahoma is going to be getting right on the road against a Chris Kleiman coach Kansas State team. And this line is still too big. Like Oklahoma has showed me nothing this year. Nebraska has a good defense. West Virginia has a good defense. You know also has a good defense? Kansas State. And you're going on the road. And you're over 12 and a half. I just don't see it. I think Oklahoma wins, but... It's too much. You gonna fight? No, I'm not gonna fight. I have no interest in betting this game. Like I just have no feel either way. Um, I think it's interesting that you're you like Kansas State though. Yeah, it, this is kind of this is this may be an overreaction to NC State burning me last week, where I tried to I tried to hit the favorite. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And then they lost outright. It, it, this is a very similar spot to the NC State game. Which I think is influencing the decision a little bit. Yeah, but uh, I, I just I, I think I think there's a very good possibility that this Oklahoma team is just not good. I I, I understand where you're coming from. Like I, I think don't think I don't think that's like crazy far fetched. Um, I don't know. I don't know. I just. I think Oklahoma's going to break out, and like they're not overlooking Kansas State. They're I know, play, but I just like, like I, they, right they should have broken out last week. 
Yeah. I just at home. It, this could be like a, a post hype breakout though. I, I just don't I don't know. I think last week has put me on notice that some of these teams just may not break out. Ohio State minus fourteen and a half, minus fifteen against Rutgers. Let me see what the what the most updated number is. Ohio State minus fourteen and a half at Rutgers. I got nothing on this game. <laughs> no, you don't. Tell no, tell I us. I, I honestly have nothing on the game. Like okay, I have well, no what perspective. Do you think? I have no idea. You have a perspective. No, my perspective is I'm fucking pumped. Okay. I can't wait. It's gonna be awesome. And so I, so I tell me, Rutgers you know you know more about Rutgers than anybody listening. So tell tell the people what you know about Rutgers and what you know about Ohio. That's State. the thing. I don't know shit about Rutgers. All I know is our guys are gonna play hard. There's gonna be a game plan. They're gonna be motivated. They're gonna keep chopping. And I'm just they're just gonna keep chopping no matter what. They're just gonna keep chopping. That's all. I, that's all I know. I really can't tell you, Colin. Like, like, like. I think Rutgers is strong defensively. I, I mean, they obviously are. Um, Max Melton was out last week. He's going to be out again this week. But they didn't miss a beat with Patrice Rene coming in in the secondary. Like their, their corners are fine. Their DBs are solid. Like if they're going to be able to, they they're going to get a pass rush. Like they're going to be solid on D. Like I think it's going to be a really fun game. I don't know if Noah Vedral's got the horses to move the ball enough on Ohio State. Like, I'm not high on Ohio State's defense. Ohio State's defense is pretty bad. But, like, I don't know if Rutgers' offense is good enough. Like, you're still you're still going to have to score to beat Ohio State. You're still going to have to probably find a way to score 35 points minimum to win this game. Minimum. I just don't think the Rutgers' offense has that in them. Do I think it could be a battle? Yeah. But, uh, I don't... Like you asked me to have a perspective on the game, like that's that's the thing, and that's probably why I love this team so much, and why I why I'm I'm so thrilled and excited is like I don't know, like I don't I thought we were gonna lose by 20, 25 points last week. I did not expect Rutgers to make it a game in the fourth yeah. quarter. Like I didn't expect us to have a chance to win. How, where you got you got shooting and hollering over the, we at the nuts. It was yeah, a yeah, zoo. Yeah, my, I mom, my mom, I I my mom, my mom was losing her mind. <laughs> I saw that game. I was like at a, at a bar after the game, and I was like, "Oh, Rutgers is making it close." And I was like, just picturing the Satu family go, "Nobody's as crazy as my mom when the game is close." My mom starts yelling at refs like, "Nobody, she, I mean, she's really because she knows, she knows that if, if if it doesn't have if, if it goes poorly, you and Mister Satu are gonna be gonna be a wreck. She's got the most on the line." No, it's a uh, we're we're pretty pumped for for Saturday. I think it's going to be a good game. Um, like I don't I don't really have too much of a perspective. I don't have anything to anticipate, and I can't. That's why it's really hard to talk about this game from a betting perspective because like, in all reality, like I couldn't I couldn't tell you what's going to happen because I think there I think Rutgers can win this game outright, and Rutgers. I mean, all my buddies, we think we have a chance. We also know that. 45 to 3 is well on the table still if Ohio State clicks because Ohio State is so much more talented than we are. So there's nothing you can bet. There's no value on this game from a betting perspective. There just isn't. Um, now, I will say this like, keep your eye on Rutgers Michigan State next week. But there's no value on this one. So this is a, this, I think, I think you might get back to back value on Rutgers just because the, I, I see this game playing out two ways. Mm-hmm. Um, Close game or Ohio State blows us out. Yes, yes, yeah. yeah. Um, but wow, you're a real I, genius. On no, that no, 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 no. What I, a take! I, I lean. Scorching I, I lean towards Ohio State blowing them out. Yeah. Um, I think 
in the Kansas State Oklahoma game, it's a similar it's similar type of game, right? You're playing a good, well coached, undermanned team. Like they just don't have the talent. Ohio State has done shown me nothing that they are going to be able to put it together on defense. They gave up 20 points to Tulsa. They gave up 35 to Oregon, 31 to Minnesota. Yeah, you held Akron to seven points. Temple shut down Akron. All right, I don't I, like that. That game means nothing. It's good to see you blew them out, but I think any team could run Akron out of the gym. I think Auburn beat them 63 to zero. All right, 60 to 10. Okay, same thing. You are running into. You have a a stoppable force running into a movable object with the Rutgers offense going against this Ohio State defense. And when when you look at that battle versus the other battle, which is the Rutgers' strength, the defense, going against Ohio, State, Ohio State's strength, their offense, I think Ohio State's going to score. And I think teams that can score with Ohio State are going to have a much better chance of getting it close. I don't think Rutgers like I think Rutgers I has too many problems on their offense to be able to consistently score. I think they will score some. I think the being able to move the ball against Michigan was a massive improvement for their offense. I think their offense is he- trending in the right direction. I just think that's it's a problem here when you're going to run into a team that you're definitely like there was reason to believe Rutgers could slow down Michigan last week. Mm-hmm. I have little reason to believe this Rutgers defense is going to be able to slow down Michigan or Ohio State. There's reason to believe Rutgers can move the ball in Ohio State, but I'm just running into the problem that like this Rutgers offense is pretty flawed, and I think if they make any mistakes, this game could get out of hand pretty quickly, and they're just not going to be able to keep up with the pace that Ohio State's going to go. Now, don't get me wrong, I think this game... Has the potential to be close. Look, Tulsa's offense is terrible. They put up 20 points and moved the ball. for. They had 500 yards on, on Ohio State. If Tulsa can can do that, Rutgers can do that. I think Rutgers has a great offensive coordinator. Um, I think the rut is going to be an absolute zoo. Like This place is going to be an electric atmosphere at 330, which is something that Ohio State has not... Yeah, they did. They dealt with it at Minnesota, but it's something you're not going to expect. I think people aren't really baking that in as much. Is that this is good? This is the biggest Rutgers home game in ten years. Uh, seven. Okay, biggest Rutgers home game in seven years after a full year off in the pandemic. The place is going to be absolutely bonkers. I think that is has a factor in this game which is why I don't want to be betting on Ohio State here because, look, if you can give up 500 yards to Tulsa, yeah, you can give up enough points for Rutgers to stay close. I think Rutgers is a very well-coached team. The place is, They're going to be feeding off the energy all game. If you get one or two bounce-of-the-ball plays, like this is going to be a struggle. Yeah, I um, I agree. All it takes is a, a pick six or a kick six, and you never know. I think, I think, Fumble. You, I think you make a lot of really good points. Um, but I also think everything you said is – exactly why there's no edge on this game. Yeah. I'd say I think the bookmakers think Ohio State's gonna blow them out. I think I think that's what I would lean. I think the sharp money thinks Ohio yeah, State's gonna Yeah, I think out. I think I think I'd lean Ohio State blowing them out and then honestly I'm gonna root for Rutgers, but if they get blown out, it's not the end of the world because I'm coming back hard next yeah. week against Michigan State. Because if they get blown out, that Michigan State line is gonna be sexy. What do you think it'll be? 
It's on the road? No, Michigan State's at Rutgers. Michigan State's at Rutgers. Yes. So Homecoming for Rutgers. What's the score? What's the score of this game? Give me the score. What's your range of outcomes? Let's say Rutgers. Let's say let's say Michigan State wins by the number, right? So let's say they beat Western Kentucky by ten. Okay. And Ohio State beats Rutgers by fourteen. They both win by the number, basically. I think you're gonna get. Let me look at my numbers. Yeah, look at your numbers. I think you end up getting. I think. So. I would have Rutgers by one. Okay. I think you're going to end up getting Michigan State minus two. I think it's going to be Sparty by three, but yes. Agreed. And there's here's, the here's the thing is I think that if Ohio State wins by 28. Right. I think that may get to four and a half with like a lot of people like foaming at the mouth to bet Michigan State. And that is like that is, four and a half would be sexy. Yeah. And anything, if you get anything over three, that's going to be a hammer. I agree. I agree with you on, on all that. All right, we spent a lot of time on Rutgers. Um, it's good, you know. Back in the day, we didn't get to spend much time on Rutgers. We said, I don't want to talk about it. We moved on. <laughs> <laughs> Alabama minus 14.5 against Ole Miss. I think this is like the game everybody's looking forward to. A lot of people like Ole Miss. I like Alabama. Not a play. Not a play? But everybody likes Ole Miss. I like Alabama. When they zig, you zag. So I agree. It's sim. I think this is similar. Like we're running into two of the same type of games. Yes. But I think there's a lot more reason to like Alabama as the favorite than to like Georgia as the favorite. Look, I think Arkansas and Ole Miss are pretty comparable teams. Eighteen and a half is a lot bigger number than fourteen and a half. Like a lot bigger. Mm-hmm. Half a possession. Yeah, and more. like if you put Arkansas and Ole Miss on a neutral site. What do you think the the number should be? Uh, probably Ole Miss by three. Maybe closer to a pick'em. What do you think? Yeah, I agree. So, so would you say Georgia should be a favorite over Ole Miss, or Georgia should be a favorite over a Alabama? Three point favorite over Alabama? No, I yeah. don't think so. Which means there's massive value on on oh, Alabama yeah. here. That's a great point. Like this line is completely inflated from last year's showing where. Ole Miss was able to score. They were on the. That was, was a much worse Alabama that was a defense, and that much was worse Alabama defense, and that was at home. Yes. And that was a team that was not taking. This is a three thirty CBS game, and all Lane Kiffin does is talk. Yeah, which is why there's so much, why you're seeing so much. I think there's an insane amount of value on Alabama. I think we have to be on Alabama here. This is a 14 and a half point spread. That last year, no Alabama wasn't looking at this game. They have this game circled. If you think Nick Saban has not seen or heard Lane Kiffin just run his mouth for a year, you're out of your mind. This And Ole Miss hasn't played a road game yet. Their only road game was a neutral site where it was majority Ole Miss fans. You're going into Tuscaloosa for a 330 circled game. This is Alabama's bread and butter. Yeah, you're right. You're right. I'm with you. I'll tail it. Yeah. Yeah, Bama. Bama minus 14 and a half. You make a lot of great points. Um, and Alabama's got a really good defense. Ole Miss has not seen this type of defense before. Like, I really like Alabama. You're, you're spot on. And I don't think Ole Miss – like, Ole Miss's defense has not been tested by an Alabama offense type yet. No, no, no. 
No. Yeah, you're 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 actually right. Motivation, the, he, market, all these things, all these factors, and the public loves Ole Miss. The public loves Ole Miss, and like, Ole Miss can move the ball, but it, this is you're betting at against Alabama at home in a game Nick Saban has circled for the entire year, and it's and it's a marquee game. Like this isn't like a game where Ole Miss is undefeated, number twelve in the country. Like, if yeah. game day went to Arkansas, Texas A and M last week, they would be. At this, yeah. If they, yeah, like if they had covered the Arkansas game already, they would be at this game. Yeah, you're right. You're right. <sighs> Alabama minus fourteen and a half. I'm with you on it. Also, kind of like the under. What's the total? Seventy nine and a half. I think uh, it's eighty. I think Alabama's gonna score a billion points. Yeah. I think Alabama's gonna score a billion points. I think Alabama's gonna get the running game going here, and that's that's like I think they may get keep away, but I also think. I think there's less of a worry of a backdoor here because Alabama has incentive, Nick Saban has incentive to step on the throat versus Kirby Smart has no real incentive to step on Sam Pittman's throat. Kentucky plus eight and a half against Florida. I have bet Kentucky. I, uh, I'm not sold on Florida. That's number one. Um, I think Kentucky's going to be able to run the ball. It's going to be a really... Outrageous home atmosphere. Um, I'm pretty sure that five of the last seven times Kentucky's played Florida, they've been close, like within eight points. I'm not really high on Florida's offense. Like, I don't think they're explosive enough in the pass game to, to give Kentucky trouble through the air. Um, and I think Kentucky's run game is real deal, and I think they're well-coached. So I have bet Kentucky plus eight and a half. It's one of my favorite bets of the week. I think people are just sleeping on the Cats. Um, and they're a team that I love to take as an underdog. Not a team I like to bet as a favorite, but they're a team I really like as a dog. So I bet it. Kentucky plus eight and a half. I, like, I love it. It was one of my first bets of the week. What? You fading, you, you fading me? Yeah, we're going to fight. Really? Yeah, we're going to fight. It's, this is a game I've been thinking about all day because I agree with a lot of your points. Is but, I think this... I, so I, I I love the atmosphere for. I can get you Florida minus seven and a half. So there's a little. There's, there's a, a little middle. middle. Let's let's middle. let's middle it. Why not? I'm okay with the middle. Um, it ain't going middle. It ain't going middle at eight. That's <laughs> <laughs> not happening. <laughs> you know a little, little Dan Mullen two point conversion. Why not? not gonna middle Why not us? <laughs> um, yeah. So I agree with a with with a good amount of your points here. Like I think this atmosphere is going to be electric. I just like Florida. Hasn't gone on to the on the road, which is another good point for for them. But I like I'm just not impressed with with this Kentucky team at all. I think Missouri's not great. Like they lost to Boston College with their backup quarterback on the road. They beat Chattanooga by five, and then they beat a terrible South Carolina team by six. Terrible is hot, but okay. Okay, they're not good. They're not. They're not good. Well, Levis has been looking worse every week. Emory Jones has been looking better every week. I think it's two teams headed in opposite directions. I was impressed with the Tennessee win. I think that was a that was a good win for for Florida. I think their defense is not fantastic, but I think they'll be able to like. This is a pretty one dimensional Kentucky offense, so I think they'll be able to slow them down. And I just. I think they'll be able to score enough points. Like, Dan Mullen is an offensive wizard. I think he's going to be able to create enough points to get this to double digits. 
Lock fight. Colin, you've got Florida minus seven and a half. I've got Kentucky plus eight and a half. I, uh, I, I see what you're saying, but I think for a lot, I, I think basically what it comes down to is you don't believe in Kentucky, and I do. Yeah, and that's, that's partially that's, why that's, I'm that's, on Missouri. Well, yeah, you, you. So you believe in Kentucky. The other thing is, we both didn't believe in Florida to start of the year, right? I, I believe. In, I believe in Florida, Mm-mm. which is th- that's the other thing. I'm not. I don't. I'm not discounting Kentucky. Is that bad of a team? Like I still think Kentucky's pretty solid, but I I I, I actually believe in Florida. Okay. Well, that's all right. That's a that's a lock fight. Um, it's gonna be the the the, the stadium's gonna be electric. It's gonna be a zoo. Yeah. So, which is disappointing when you bet on a, a favorite in a road environment like that because you want to you want to be rooting for the the underdog. The dog. Yeah. Oklahoma State minus three and a half against Baylor. I have bet this. I'm on Oklahoma State. Go Pokes. This is the same thing as, as last week. Yeah. Kansas State was off a big win. Blew out Nevada. Recently into the top 25. Now going on the road to Oklahoma State. And everybody likes them. Not me. Now Baylor. Big win over Iowa State. Now they got to go on the road. Got to play Oklahoma State. Oklahoma State's pretty good. Spencer Sanders been playing really well. And Baylor's win over Iowa State, just a bit fluky. I don't think it's going to be that kind of fluky and boom-picking stadium. I like Oklahoma State minus three and a half. I think it's a really good number, so I bet it. Yeah, I I, I tend to agree here. Um, this, this Oklahoma State team is not... Anything special, but they're good on the line. Spencer Sanders has is experienced. He's, he's been there, there before. Um, I don't think Baylor. Basically, what the, what that's telling me is that Baylor and Oklahoma State are equal, right? It's a three and a half point home field advantage. I don't buy that shit. I think Oklahoma State's better. Yeah, Baylor. I can't do this. I gotta, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta do it again. You gotta stay with me, right? I got, I got, I, I got it. I was thinking about this too. Is a, is a pick I was debating for a while. But it, you're spraying and praying once again, bro. Yeah, but there's, there's a little more disciplined here. Yeah, I'm on, I'm not on the Villanova. That hit though. I know, but still, um, you know what I mean. Yeah, I think I think I just think this makes a lot of sense. Um, like I just think we'll there's always, a lot of games left, man. There there's are. a lot of games left. Uh, I think I, I yeah. I mean, is there anything really more to say about this? No, I mean like. I've upgraded. I now I feel like my Baylor, where I am at at Baylor, is pretty good. But if I'm gonna bet Iowa State minus seven on the road against Baylor, and I think Iowa State and Oklahoma State, I have ranked a point difference. Iowa State is a point better. Okay. No matter like unless I upgraded Baylor by thirty points. Yeah. Like I, I have to be on Oklahoma State here. I don't like Spencer Sanders. I think Baylor has the better quarterback. Yep. Um, let me upgrade the coaching too. Still, that doesn't get him anywhere close. Um, I think Baylor's defense is solid. I, I like their QB. Three and a half is is like it's insanely small. It is insane. That's small. like a home. That's home field. It's insanely small. Yeah, Oklahoma State minus three and a half consensus play. We move right along. Mississippi State plus seven and a half at Texas A&M. Oh, no, there's a seven and a half. Fuck. Seven and a half. Fuck. What do you think? Why don't you, why don't you, why don't you break this one? So I like Mississippi State plus seven and a half. I think the only way Texas A&M moves the football is if they do so on the ground. 
And they're not moving the they're ball. They're not moving on the ball the on the ground on Mississippi State. On Mississippi State. They're not they're not gonna do that. I think Texas A's ass. It's that simple. I think they're ass. This is a lot of points, man. Like, like this is a lot of points. Mississippi State's pretty good. I mean they beat NC State. Like they should have beaten Memphis. They didn't. Okay. They lost by three to LSU, who I think is pretty good. And now Texas A&M, like, Texas A&M sucks. I'm not betting Texas A&M as a favorite. They can't score. And Mississippi State has a good defense. Like, what are we doing here? They scored 10. They, they beat Colorado by three. Colorado sucks. <sighs> Haynes King's still out. Like, yeah. Calzada, if that's even his name... I mean, it's, it's, not, it's not very big of a difference, for being honest. Haynes King and Kazada, neither of them are very good. Um, oh, man. Yeah. Dude, wh- what are we doing? Yeah, I got, I got it. <laughs> I think this is one of those weird, like, times where... Um, the the seven and a half is just like... That's... Like, most people... The, t- the tickets, the, the ticket and um, money are split... Like, good in positive ways for Mississippi State. Like, I just... Like, Texas A&M might win this game, but they're not winning this game 35-21. Like, they're going to win 20-17. to Yeah, I... Yeah, I, I agree. I think Arkansas is good, which is, like... So, I don't think... No, I think Arkansas is good, too. Yeah, but I don't think... I also don't think Mississippi State's that good. Like, Will Rogers isn't it. You um, changed, you've, you've flip-flopped on that, though. Yeah, I have. I have. But here's the thing. Here's the thing is... I, I've been terrible betting. I, I bet on Mississippi State the last two weeks of last year and two weeks already, and I've gone 0-4. I haven't won a bet on Mississippi State. Are you joining me on this? Yes, I am. But but I, I have bad news. Can't get off the train now. I have bad news is, is I can't figure out Mississippi State for the life of me. Well, I had them last week, and if I was going to bet them plus 2.5 against LSU, which I think might be better than Texas A&M, then I'm going to bet them plus 7.5. Like, I just have to. And this is not. No, I don't know I, if this is seven like, and a half over a touchdown is is a bit crazy. This is like it kind of seems like it's begging you to bet Mississippi State, but I don't think the people saw Mississippi State lost to Memphis and LSU. Like I don't. Yeah, I don't think it is because it's not like this line opened around seven and a half. It opened at like eight and a half, nine, and has come down. And like I think there's a very real possibility it comes all the way down to six, six and a half before a kickoff. Yeah. Yeah, no, it, it, this is, I'm holding my nose here. I am, this I, is not, I don't. I don't think it's that, I don't even think it's that stinky about, I don't, like, I don't, I don't feel bad going to war with Mississippi State or Texas A&M. I feel bad going to war, I don't feel bad going to war against Texas A&M. That's what I'm saying. I feel bad going to war with Mississippi State. I don't think Mississippi State's as bad as, as we think. Uh, so the one time you weren't on them, they beat NC State outright as a dog at home? Yeah. <laughs> Had Georgia minus like twenty five, and they they lost by they won by seven. Damn, bro! All right, we're on Mississippi. This is State. this is this is to break the Mississippi State curse. Yes, if yeah. I stayed off of this though, you would definitely win. Well, we'll find out. I'm 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 keeping my fingers crossed. All right, maybe um, maybe my bet won't go through, and, and it's a guaranteed dub. Nah, we, we 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 ride the bulldogs as dogs, bulldogs as road dogs. Um, Iowa State minus thirty four and a half against Kansas State. I want nothing to do on that game. BC plus fourteen and a half at Clemson. Do you have the stomach to take Clemson minus the points at home? No. Do you? No. Okay. I thought I thought this was going to be the opposite of the Florida State Syracuse. You know, I I, I get burned by them, and you make a good bet this week on them. No, Clemson's. St- 
Clemson's offense is pathetic. Clemson's just, offense is terrible. And BC like almost beat them last year. Yeah, and BC's well coached. You're going on the road, and I mean Clemson's now down like Davis, Skalski, Brees. Like they're down like significant pieces on their D line, which is going to help Boston College be able to run the ball. But like Clemson's the better team, getting the number. I I. People love Boston College this week, man. People love Boston People College. People love Boston People College. People love Boston College. This is a great spot to bet on Clemson. But last week was a great spot to bet on Clemson. Yep. There's there's something wrong with this Clemson program that my numbers can't account for right now, and I cannot bet on them again. Like last last week was a uh, was a breaking point for me to lose that game outright in a game you should have lost outright. There's something wrong that I have not been able to account for yet. Northwestern plus twelve and a half at Nebraska. <laughs> what are you smelling, bro? What do you smell? You Some smell like cheese. You smell like <laughs> Why do you like this game? Who Look, do you like in this game? Give me the cats. Yeah. Give me the cats. Yeah. Give me the cats, man. Mm-hmm. Look, um, I don't think Northwestern wins this game, and honestly, I don't think they. Dude, they, they lose. I don't think they do. I I think they lose by ten. I think they, they lose could this. win this game, though. Um, like they could win this game. Here's the deal: North Nebraska has played well for two consecutive weeks, and now I think people are tuned in. I think sharps, I think betters are tuned into the fact that Nebraska is not the same shithole Nebraska that went on the road and lost at Illinois in a disgusting game. Yep. Like people now know Adrian Martinez is pretty good. Yep. Um, this defense is solid. Yep. The special teams is terrible, but uh, that, that's a different story. What I'm looking at here is Northwestern finally has Halinski running the offense. Mm-hmm. Big improvement. Mm-hmm. Um, this is now, what game is this for? for what do we got? We're, what game are we in the season for Northwestern? This Man, is their fifth game. This is the fifth game, yes, for Northwestern. Pat Fitzgerald's team this year was incredibly young. Yeah. Like incredibly young. And we said we said all along, you're gonna want to fade them. We were on Michigan State week one. They have now played two games. They beat a terrible Iowa Ohio team and they lost on the road at Duke. This is a team that people are still like looking at as bad. Like not it. You don't want to be on this team. Last week didn't really like sure you beat Ohio thirty five to six. You know who beat Ohio by that much? Syracuse. Mm-hmm. Syracuse beat Ohio. But Syracuse is not that bad. Yes. Syracuse is not that bad. This is the thing. We're five weeks into the season. Everybody's counted out Northwestern. This team gets better yep. with age. Yep. As as they get coached up yep. by one of the best coaches in college football, Pat Fitzgerald, who would be in the NFL if he wasn't a Northwestern grad. Mm-hmm. They get better. You're getting them on, on the road with 12.5 points against a Nebraska team who is better than people have thought, but the market's now caught up, and it, I think it's overcorrected. This is too big of a line for a solid Nebraska football team. Completely not, not, agree. Not great. Completely solid. agree. Um, Nebraska might be looking at the Michigan next week, um, and... These teams have played every year since Northwestern. I texted you the stat earlier today, but these teams have played every year since Nebraska joined the Big Ten in 2011. They've played 10 games. 
Nine of those 10 have been decided by less than 12 points, and five have been outright wins for Northwestern. I don't think Northwestern is just a cover opportunity today. I think they are, with such a head coaching advantage, I think they are live on the money line. I think they're live on the money line. We'll get into that a little later. Yeah, I, 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 I wouldn't, I'm not going to play that. I can see where it is, and honestly, that would be sick. I kind of I kind of want Nebraska to pull it off so there would be a good atmosphere for when Michigan comes to town next week. But, um, like, I could see it. And, honestly, if that happens, Scott Frost, you're done. Done. Yep. Right there. This this game, this Scott Frost will be fired if he loses this game. Indiana plus 12.5 at Penn State. I'm on Indiana. I can't I can't not do it. I, I, I don't know if they're my kryptonite or whatever it is, but, like, I believe in this football team. The market loves Penn State. People have gotten so high on Penn State. I've seen enough Penn State games where, like, they, especially Penn State home games, where they let teams that are less talented than them, like Iowa's and Michigan State's of the world, hang around in Happy Valley. Indiana is not afraid of Penn State. They beat them last year. They're not afraid. 12 and a half is a lot of points. So, I have, I have a question yes. that I want, I want to hear your opinion on. Sure. Is, is Penn State overrated? Is Penn State all right? N- n- let me not phrase it that way. Is Penn State that good? I think they're a top ten team. But are they? Are they a top four team? No. Do you think a lot of people are looking at Penn State as a top four team right now? Maybe. I think a lot of people are looking at Penn State as as a top four team, and I think you look at Penn State yeah. and you look at break what they've down. done. Break it down. And I'm you look you. and you look at what they've done and what. What has Penn State done? They like, beat Auburn, okay. who should have lost. Should have lost and needed T.J. Finley to come in as backup against Georgia State. They beat Wisconsin, who just lost forty-one to thirteen to a team without an offensive line on a neutral. They just beat Villanova, and they beat Ball State. Like Villanova would wasn't very impressive. They didn't cover in that game, yeah. and you know. Franklin, if he has an opportunity to cover, he likes to cover. He likes to cover. Um, I think Penn State is a little bit too overrated. I can't get myself to bet on Indiana here. Okay. I'm gonna. I, I think it's a good spot. You can get a 13. Okay. So you take take, take that 13. 13. Don't give yourself a 12 and a half. You're selling yourself short here. Um, take the 13. If this can get to 14. I'll like it. I I'm yeah. I can get a thirteen. Yeah, I just don't like. I agree with you. I don't think. I I don't think Penn State like. I don't I don't think. For how Penn State is perceived, I don't think their body of work is as impressive as people think it is. Like I think these are good wins, but this isn't a great Penn State team. And Indiana is a solid team, so getting that much points at home is a lot. I think. There's the revenge factor, which a lot of people have been going on. This was a game I wanted to be on, Penn State, early on at like 10.5. The line's gotten way too rich for, for my taste. I like that you're coming back and hitting on the other side. I think that's a really good bet. Um, but I do think there's the, like, I, I don't think Michael Penix is a good quarterback, at least what he's shown me so far. And I think there's the James Franklin like revenge run it up factor and I think if they have any chance to punch in a touchdown up seven late they're gonna do it and that's not something I want to sweat out 
because I don't like I don't think Indiana can win this game. I would be hoping to lose by ten, and I don't think that's like yeah. something I have a strong conviction on. I disagree. I think Indiana well, can win this game. Well, that's why you're on. Yeah. Um, but it's not like they're like Indiana's down, but Penn State's not going to be taking them lightly. Yeah, I this is a solid game for that. It's also, but I also think it's more of a. I think Indiana's closer to Penn State than... Like, here's the deal, right? I bet Indiana plus three and a half at Iowa. I bet them plus three and a half at home against Cincinnati. Now that I'm finally getting that 12 and a half... Like, yeah. No, you're getting good, you're getting You're getting good value. You're getting good value. I just don't... If I could get the letdown spot here also, I would like it more. Or if I could get it up to two touchdowns. Well, I here's the flip side. It is a look-ahead spot for Penn State. It is, but they I don't play think... play Iowa on the road yes, next I, I, I That under... is a top five, top no, five I, I, I understand that, but there's, there's there's zero chance after what happened last year. Especially Maybe. that, like, this team is focused on this game. I've seen any press conference. Franklin's talking about it. Like, this team is very focused on this game. It's a 7.30 night home game. Like, all their fans were mad about it. This was kind of like the precip of that disastrous season last year. Yeah. They want revenge. I don't think they're going to be looking ahead. I agree with you. I think the line is too rich. I think this is going to be a close game late. I just don't... I don't want to put my money on Michael Penix on the road. And when, especially when the opposing team is a James Franklin run it up the score head coach. You know what I mean? I do know what you mean. But I am taking the Hoosiers plus 13. Um, I bet them plus 12 and a half, but I guess I'll give out the 13 on the pod. Um, next game. Washington, plus two and a half at Oregon State. I've bet Washington. Wrong team favored? I think the wrong team is favored. Well, break it down because I will not be joining you. That's fine. So I think Oregon State, I'm not ready to believe in Oregon State as this, oh, they're really good. They just had a great win at USC. USC is going through all types of turmoil. Coaching change midseason. Quarterback is is a disaster. Like USC is a total train wreck, like they are every year. There's a chance Washington might be figuring it out. They blew out Arkansas State. They beat Cal. It was on Cal. They needed overtime to beat Cal, but like, it's fucking Cal. Like that's what Cal does under Justin Wilcox. Like that's yeah. what they do. They battle his dogs. Um, I took Washington plus like six at Michigan. I'm going to take them plus two and a half at Oregon State. I'm not ready to believe that Oregon State is is there. And if they are, I'll be proven wrong. But I think the market is so down on Washington. They've lost to an FCS team. They've gotten blown out. Whatever. Washington sucks. Washington sucks. Oregon State's actually really good. They just won as a dog at USC. I'm fading all that all that hearsy, all, all that nonsense. And I think Washington's live as a dog on the road, obviously. I think they went out right. Um, I just think they, they, they run the ball. They play good defense. Um... And I think that, like, I, I'm not ready to believe Oregon State is good enough to be favored over Washington. I'm just not. Um, despite all the everything that's happened so far this season, it's only been a month. It's been one month. And I'm not ready to believe that that one month is Oregon State should be favored over Washington. So I've taken Washington plus plus two and a half. It's a play for me. Yeah, I, I mean, I like it. I, 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 like the, I like the angle. I agree. Um, or, Oregon State, I think, I kind of like their coach. Which is something, and I do like their quarterback a lot. Um, so that's not something I'm like fully just want to go in. But I think this is a, this is a great opportunity to be in Washington. The team has like the Arkansas State win was impressive. We talked about this last week. Why that was a scary game. Cal was able to cover, but barely. 
Like, yeah. thank God we had the hook. Yeah. Um, well, not really barely. I mean, they took him to overtime. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So but, like, but, but it, barely, yes, but, like, also they took him to overtime. Yeah, yeah. It was 21-10 at halftime. Yeah. 24-10 in the fourth quarter. It was a uh, it was a comeback that led Cal to it. it like, it wasn't like a... It, that was a that was a sweat. Yeah, that that's what that's what I mean. It was yeah. a sweat. Um, so I I do agree with you. I do think this Washington team is starting to figure some things out. I can't bring myself to bet on them, but I think you're on the right side. LSU minus three against Auburn. Does this game make you want to throw up when you just look at it? I bet LSU minus three. I look at this game and I want to throw up. Okay. I think these are two of the two most inconsistent. Like poorly coached teams in the SEC and in the, like this is just these are just weird. Okay. Can I give you my perspective? I yeah. Tell me your perspective. I liked LSU coming into the season a lot more, and I would have bet L if you gave me LSU minus three in September, I would have or in August I should say I would have hammered it. Okay. Both teams have had similar kind of experiences so far. LSU lost on the road at UCLA. Auburn lost on the road at Penn State. Both teams have beaten inferior opponents. Um, having said that, the look-ahead line was 6.5. It's now 3. LSU minus 3 against Auburn. Like, what the hell has Auburn done, man? Now, here's the thing. Last year, Auburn beat LSU by, like, 50 points. Yeah. Like, Auburn destroyed LSU. Like, I don't think LSU forgot that. And that was when LSU was having, like, this kind of nonsense, terrible year. Um... LSU's more talented. In Nine o'clock game at Death Valley. Like it's gonna, gonna be, be a zoo. <laughs> and like I, I think, God, that is, yeah, yeah. I think Auburn. Gonna... I think Auburn's got some serious problems, and I just, it's it's, the, it's, it's it's. I think it might be. Um, this is the first. This is the first SEC. Like this is the first big home game for, for LSU, right? It for, is for the, of the year. Yep. Yeah, that place is gonna be an absolute zoo. I can't. I can't bet on LSU. I don't like. Like I, I, I just don't like the coaching. I don't like the team. I think they have talent. I so, like the spot a lot. It, it is a principal it's play. It's a principal play. Um, I like that a lot. I can't bring myself. Uh, Auburn is. I like Auburn. I think they're they're a good team. I just think this is a chaotic game that I don't really want to have any any type of action in. I'll just watch this and enjoy. The shit show. I've waited all week for it to come down to three, and it came down to three tonight. So I'm on LSU minus three. All right, one game left. Really good one in the Pac-12. Arizona State plus three at UCLA. Do you have any takes on this game? This oh, this this 10:30 glorious Pac-12 glorious. after dark spot. This is a glorious Pac-12 after dark game. Anything from you? I kind of do. Okay. What do you like? Kind of like UCLA. Really? Yeah. Why? Um, I think that Stanford win last week was impressive. I, I really like that. I also think everything I've heard out of anybody talking about Arizona State, right? I heard it in the beginning of the season. I heard it when I was listening to the, the Bear talk today. Um... There's dysfunction in there that is. locker room. There's a lot of dysfunction in that locker room. People don't like uh, Jaden Daniels. They like they had a lot of like rumors coming out about um, like s- s- 
cheating scandals, paying players scandals, things like that. I think there's a lot wrong with Arizona State. I also think Arizona State let BYU run all over them. And look, BYU is a good team, but UCLA is a better running team than BYU. And you're on the road in the Rose Bowl. Like, it's a, that's, a, that's a tough spot. I really think this UCLA team is, is really good. Um, yeah, I guess there's under three. I guess I'm, I'm gonna take I'm gonna take the minus three. I think as long as I don't have to pay the hook. You are we gonna fight? Three. We are gonna fight. Um, I love Arizona State uh, plus three. Um, like a little more plus three and a half, but three so and a half isn't there. There's a, yeah, there's three really, and a half. It's super juiced. It's, it's super there. juiced. It's not really there. Right. I'm gonna I'm, I'll take the Arizona State plus three. If it hits three, we push. Um, like I would never pay a minus one thirty for a plus three and a half. Like I wouldn't pay the. I, I don't buy points. It's just not really my thing. Um, anyway, I think Jaden Daniels over wins. still alive for UVA Miami. Touchdown Miami nineteen fourteen. Um, I think Jaden Daniels is the real deal, and I think he lives for the big moment. Uh, I don't know. I just had this weird feeling that like Arizona State's. Super talented, and they're going to get a big win. And I think everybody liked them against BYU. Um, a lot of Sharps did, and like they're kind of forgetting about them. Arizona State is super-duper talented, and they tend to play like really close games all the time. And they outgained BYU in that one also. This is... I don't know. It's like calling me. Arizona State plus three and a half. I, I saw it. I just think that they're really live in this game. Like, I don't... I don't I don't really have too much other else to describe to say about it. Like I, my number on the game is three is three three and a half. Also, like UCLA minus three. Yeah, minus that's three that's that's what mine is too. Um, but I just, I don't know. I mean, the one I just thing think the spot is great for Arizona State. One People thing, love UCLA. One thing that's good for you is um, like the uh, is uh, DTR is is kind of banged up, so they don't know if he's gonna play or not. Okay, which is. That would be like that would be that would be pretty tough. Then then I'm in a pretty big hole right off the bat. Um, These games are always close, man. Yeah, this is this is this is a tough game. Um, I don't know. I'm I'm kind of I'm kind of betting on on dysfunction and uh, and coaching. Like I, I think UCLA is in a better spot than Arizona State is right now, and you're going on the road. But I, like, look, I don't. Rally the troops game for Herm Edwards. Yeah, I don't know. This isn't just. It's interesting. We'll we'll see if um, it's it, it's going to come down to if. I think it's going to be pretty high scoring, honestly. Yeah, I agree. Because uh, like UCLA's pass defense is not nothing special. Like their run defense is what what's good. Right. And. Arizona State is a is a good they're a good passing offense. Jaden Daniels is a good good quarterback. Good quarterback. Um, they're a good team in general. Both these are two really good. I think these are the net, the, the second and third best teams in the Pac-12. I agree. The, the this the news on um, yeah the, the news on um, Arizona State's dysfunction is what really has got me leaning into uh, this over under is only fifty five. Would you like the over or something? Yeah. Give me the, give me the over too. 
Also, little two for one, little two for one you are, action. You are undefeated on totals this season. That is true. What is the number? What's the best number I can get you? Uh, let me check. I gotta change it to totals. What's the best number you got? Still not working. Okay, I got it. 55 and a half. 55 and a half? Let me, let me check that one more time. Check another source here. Fifty-five and a half across the board. Yeah, give me it. That's that's too low. Okay, too low. Are we good? We got all our plays out there. We're good. I think. You got so, anything right? else? <laughs> You're on thirteen. I'm on fourteen. I was on fourteen last week. Um, <laughs> let's do money lines first. Let's do money lines. Do you have your sprinkles in mind that you want? Um. Hang on, hang on one second. Let me get the money line. <sighs> you really, you really, you really racking up those money lines right there. Hang on. Okay, what money lines do you want? Let me let me hear where yours are, and I'm gonna. That's fine. Because um, I'm not I'm not sold on on my money lines. I'm taking yet. TCU. I'm taking TCU on the money line at plus one sixty. Hang on. TCU plus 160. I am taking Stanford on the money line. I think they are a live dog against Oregon. I'm going to take Stanford on the money line at plus 250. Stanford plus 250. I am going to take Kentucky on the money line. I think they are also super live as a dog. Kentucky plus... Let me see what I can get on Kentucky. It's terrible audio quality here, but it is what it is. Kentucky plus 260. Kentucky plus 260. I am also going to go ahead and take Mississippi State on the money line. Stark Vegas on the road. Mississippi State money line. Let me see what I got here. Mississippi State. I can get them. Plus 260. I'll take it. State plus 260. I am going to go ahead and take that flyer on Northwestern on the money line. Holy shit. <laughs> You're really feeling the, the, these money lines. I love the dogs this week, dude. I just love the dogs. Northwestern plus 390 on the money line. That's a crazy number. Western plus 390. And last but not least, the old fuck Penn State. Indiana on the money line. And I can get the Hoosiers at plus 390 as well. Indiana plus 390. Holy that, shit. That is it. <laughs> That's my money line sprinkles. Okay, so give me Minnesota on the money line. Okay. I believe there's a plus 115. Let me pull it up. Let's look it up. I got it. I got you right here. Minnesota, I can get you plus 115. Yeah, give me that. Okay. 
What else do you want? I'm really thinking about taking Louisville on Moneyline. Go for it. No, 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 no. Okay, then don't go for it. I don't want another Western Kentucky where I'm on this money line and they cover the spread. Mississippi State? No. Um, Stanford? No. I've got one more. Oh, yeah. Give me Kansas State on the money line plus 390. Okay. You got it. (laughs) All right. You ready? Ready to recap? Colin, against the spread, you've got Wisconsin minus two, Minnesota plus two and a half, USC minus seven and a half, Florida State minus four and a half, Stanford plus eight, K-State plus 12 and a half, Alabama minus 14 and a half, Florida minus seven and a half, Oklahoma State minus three and a half, Mississippi State plus seven and a half, Northwestern plus 12 and a half, UCLA minus three, you've got the UCLA Arizona State over 55 and a half, and Moneyline sprinkles on Minnesota plus 115 and Kansas State plus 390. For me, against the spread, Maryland plus three and a half. TCU plus five. Look at that. Missouri minus three. Minnesota plus two and a half. Stanford plus eight. Bama minus 14 and a half. Kentucky plus eight and a half. Oklahoma State minus three and a half. Mississippi State plus seven and a half. Northwestern plus 12 and a half. Indiana plus 13. Washington plus two and a half. LSU minus three. Arizona State plus three. And then on the money line, TCU plus 160, Stanford plus 250, Kentucky plus 260, Mississippi State plus 260, Northwestern plus 390, and Indiana plus 390. A lot of sprinkles. Massive card. Spray and pray. What a well, Saturday. Yeah, well, yeah, look at that. I was on 14 games last week, and I now have on one more game than Santu. You're on 15. You've got 15 bets this week, and I am on uh, 20. 20. Dude, I, I love the card this week. I love my dogs. I, I think I, I really feel good. You know, we say this every week, but I feel like we got a really, really sharp card this week. A really sharp card this week. Really sharp. You know, card. Every, every single week we say it. So here's something interesting, too. It's like, I think I'm on like one 3.30 game, like one mid-afternoon game. Most of my games are noon and late and, and 7 o'clock or later. So I can... So I've got my day set after the Rutgers-Ohio State game. All right. That'll do it for us on the Hook and Ladder Pod. Any final thoughts, Kyle, before we uh, we wrap this sucker up? No? Let's get it. Let's get it. Good luck this Let's weekend. Let's get it. All right, that'll do it for us on the Hook and Ladder Pod. We will be back next week, hopefully, with the recap and uh, hoping for a big weekend for us and then for all you listeners. Thanks for tuning in. Peace out. See ya.